Well, ladies and gentlemen, be sure to put your wet floor signs down and be sure to mop it up because, woo, look at oh, you, boy. Yeah. It is. Welcome to another exciting episode of your show. That's right, The Kickout Crew. I am so fresh and so clean, clean, James L. Cori, and I want to welcome you all to a new episode. I want to thank everybody for having the patience to listen to last week's episode. I want to thank Buff for being on. And uh, sometimes, hey, whatever happened, happened. But it's time for a fresh outlook. So uh, I enjoyed last week's episode. Buff did have a lot of great stuff. I want to, you know, thank everybody for their questions. I know Buff had a good time. And, uh, I, well, you know, that's enough of me rambling. So we're doing Brad's topic next, I guess. So, Brad, uh, host of the show, uh, take it away, buddy. I got some stuff this week, but it's not necessarily just all about me. I, I know that it's been about 10 days now as this airs, but I got to gotta talk a little bit about the, the WWE draft. I'm going to tell you just what doesn't make sense to me, and then I'm going to tell you what does make sense to me, and then you guys can take it all in. How the hell do you link Rey Mysterio to the LWO and you're all together as one pick? Rey Mysterio's not even his own pick. You're linking him to the LWO. Get the hell out of here. And by that same uh, philosophy, why in the world isn't Rhea Ripley a member of the of the Judgment Day as a draft pick then? Makes no sense. Tag champs drafted to Raw. What does that mean? They can't defend them on their universal tag. They can't defend them on SmackDown? Who cares where they go? Who the hell cares where they go? Uh, what else do we got? Didn't they why draft the every champion to the opposite brand? <laughs> right? Pretty much. Like, the the, except for Roman, yeah. Why not the whole bloodline at this point, too? You first off, you drafted Heyman. Um, what? <laughs> it's not even a thing. He's a he's just he talks once in a while. But you you draft Solo Sokola, you draft Roman Reigns, and you draft Heyman. So obviously, what are you thinking? That that the Usos are gonna be drafted to the other brand, right? No, but they're not. <laughs> they end up being later. On the next day, drafted to the same brand. So what did you prove there? I, I just don't even understand that. NXT stars drafted that are champs. What are we doing there? They're champions on NXT. You have Braun Breaker that just lost. You have, and then, and then Grayson Waller, probably the biggest name out of NXT, made his announce on Raw Talk. Was that just a ratings getter for Raw Talk? I don't understand. Let me tell you what I did like that they are keeping teams together at least. And that to me means that Triple H is still in charge, that you're seeing uh, the Judgment Day still together, that you're seeing the bloodline together, that, oh, thank God, we, we had the, the Good Brothers drafted along with the OC, you know? that, that Hey, is thank stuff. God we have Braun and Ricochet staying together. Makes total sense. <laughs> you know Fuck what? Yeah. Of all things that needed to end, right? <laughs> like, why are they drafted as a team? For real, I was like, wait, wait, what? <laughs> Uh, love seeing Eric Bischoff, of course, on the show. <laughs> love that he doesn't watch wrestling, but then he gets to come on the show and act like he knows what's going on. Love that. Love Road Dog saying to Shawn Michaels that you're going to lose your smile again. Freaking good <laughs> shit, man. Because I've been making fun of that crap for freaking ever. How Dude, the hell RBD is... RBD had the card upside down. <laughs> well, he's probably not. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> so like I said before about Grayson Waller, probably the biggest name to come out of NXT not drafted live. We just found out the next day somehow, some way. He just stands up. Um, Riddick Moss again, not Madcap, which Madcap was always a funny name. But they've been pushing Madcap, Riddick Moss, and Emma for quite a while now. How not even 
a, a live mention. Uh, Piper Niven, same thing. Johnny Gargano, another same thing. So definitely some flaws, uh, but you know, it is what it is. It's just, I mean, who's it for? Is it for kids? Because I don't even think they understand it. Is it for adults? Hell no, because it, it doesn't even make sense to us. I don't even know what it's for, except just something for them to promote, I guess. So let's talk about Brad for a minute. Just some dumb <laughs> shit, that, dumb shit that I did this week. I call. I have to pick up my daughter tomorrow at West Virginia University. Can't wait. Ten hours on the road. Good times. Uh, so I had to reschedule a dentist appointment. So I called the dentist and I say, "Hi, this is Brad from Brad from because I'm at work. I'm not from anywhere. All right, I'm just calling the dentist." And everybody around me is like, "I don't know why." All of a sudden, I had an audience. Hey, People were laughing. I'm taking at me. my gimmick now. I'm out. <laughs> taking my shit. I'm not. I go. So yeah, I'm. I'm Brad. I'm. But I'm not from anywhere. That is exactly what I said on the phone. I'm Brad. I'm not from anywhere. So I'm. I'm going through this, and then she's laughing, having a good time. I'm like, I need to reschedule the appointment. She's looking. Can't find anything any anywhere. Can't find anything anywhere. Five seconds into this call, I realized I called the wrong dentist. <laughs> so not only, not only do I like have this introduction is unnecessary. I don't even have the right dentist on the phone. So I'm just waiting for her to say she can't find me at this point. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not giving in. I'm not going to say I'm wrong. I'm just going to say, you know what? I'm going to call you back. That That's the line. She's like, oh, you know, give me your phone number. Give me your last four of your social. Give me everything. Yeah, I know it's not the right place now. Um, anyway, so that was pretty funny. But finally, guys, finally, I did something. I did something I never thought I would do. I bought a championship belt. Ooh. Which one? It isn't here yet. I bought it today. I've been looking for about a week. I can thank Pondwater Dave Show for this because they had a whole episode on it, and I've been against belts for so long. I did it. Oh, I bought one. No way. I bought the Winged Eagle. I bought the the oh. one that Hogan wore in the uh, the eighties. Oh, okay. And uh, off of eBay, I I did a little bit. Of, I I was kind of doing it all week. I was on the web at WWE site for a while. You know, I wanted something that said WWF on it. And I wanted something with the real gold on it. I didn't go crazy now. All right. But yeah, I'm a belt guy now. Hey. So it's coming. Uh, should be here in about a week and a half. I don't know where I'm going to put it in the fun house. Um, thinking uh, maybe over the TV, maybe not. Move a couple pictures around there. But... Under the windowsill. <laughs> yeah, quick, that's a nice one. Quick question. Yes, sir. When you get the belt, are you and your wife going to, you know what I mean? Get the belt. Me my... You know, it's funny you say that. She actually said, are you going to wear that to bed? I'm like, I'll do whatever you want. I'm in. I'm in. For my man. My man. You can be Brad from wherever you want to today. Sometimes, sometimes <laughs> you're in the business for a long time and you finally get that championship. You know what so I'm saying? I'm picturing that Leon, that Leon Ruff incident where he went over his head and the belt drops down to the ground. Yeah, I think that's what's probably going to happen. <laughs> well, at least I'm ready to go at that point, huh? Are we going to see a Shawn Michaels pose? <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Hey, shout out Frank. So, uh, day in the life of Brad. Uh, back to you, James. Oh, man. Way to, way to end it. Well, you know, uh, I honestly, when you talked about like that belt, I thought you were getting like one of the new ones. And I was like, you fucking would get one of the, like the brand new or the, you know, concept or whatever the fuck they just unveiled. But hey, the winged eagle. You know, that's one of everybody's favorites. So, yeah, I'm a Hogan guy. You know, I'm a Hogan guy from the, uh, it's my childhood. I wanted something with him and not that Hogan belt that he never wore the WWE made like the black and the red and yellow thing. Get the hell out of here with that. He never wore that anyway. Yeah. What do you, hey, I'm audibling from the, uh, (laughs) I didn't even notice that till just now. I thought it was Mike. 
So, uh, Mike, check it out. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to my topic. What the fuck that is. So, Mike, how does your week go? <laughs> Tell everybody about yeah. No, <laughs> not happening. <laughs> I I did that just to fuck with you. Oh, I, I did not even notice that. I didn't know what you were talking about because I print mine out. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, what is the problem? Two, yeah, the topics. Brad and me. Nope. It's Mike's turn. Mike's a funny oh, guy. Mike, eh? Mike Winokur is a funny guy. <laughs> oh, that was it. Here's your wonka, wonka, wonka. There you go, Adam. With an N. With an N. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dead jokes? Oh, oh no, yeah. dead jokes. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, there's an was... Easter egg for, for our fans. Yeah, all the way back to one. Sorry, what, 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 if, you can, if you can hear it, that's an Easter egg. Oh, uh, so anyways, I was watching TV the other day and I came across a commercial and I'm sorry, James and Adam, I don't think Devin was born yet. Brad might've been a little too old for it, but the game Twisted Metal. <laughs> Remember that on PlayStation? The oh Twisted yeah, Metal hell one? yeah. We're coming out with a series of it. Hey, TV soundtrack. And Sweet Tooth, the clown, is played by none other than Samoa Joe. What do y'all think about that? Joe, 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 Joe. Dude, that's badass. They're going to do Bacamas from Mars next. That's what? You remember that game, the Bacamas from Mars? Yeah. They need to do that next. I'm sure uh, they will. Did you say Mike Tyson's punch out? Oh, no, that's such a good game. game. No, they lived that one in real life. A lot of people <laughs> did. Right? Hey, it didn't. No, I'm not, I'm not even going to go there. So, yeah, it comes out later on this month, and uh, I think it might be very interesting to watch. Yeah, definitely. We'll see. I mean, I'll be interested in Those are my favorite games, dude. Exactly. So, I'm not that old. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and I had Twisted Metal for PS2. No, there you go. See, I think it originally came on PS1, but. Yeah. I'm probably a little. Yeah, old. I remember the clown car driving around <laughs> shooting. Dude, the bad. soundtrack, Blaster Rider, I'll do it again. The Mighty Mighty Boston's and all that stuff. Nice. Mm-hmm. Oh. On second note, my uh, my dog killed a groundhog the other day, and I just now found found it, and uh, wasn't pretty. That's good Fuck shit, yeah. man. <laughs> you know, if you were in Punxsutawney, you would have a fine. Oh. Yeah, Fuck him. My dog oh. would have a fine. You know that Phil, I don't know if I mentioned on the show before, he lives in the library now and has three other women groundhogs in there with him. That a boy. It's like Jabba the Hutt in there. He's humongous. <laughs> and he's got these three little hot pieces of young tail running around. So how much do you think Puxatoni, uh, you know, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, they sell uh, horse, uh, you know, reproductions. They says you want that, like, bloodline of the mayor and all that stuff or whatever. So how much do you think old Puxatoni's old pumps are uh, going for? There's a reason they give him three women. I mean, what are you talking about here? I don't know what to say. <laughs> hey, this is Puxatoni, uh, you know. Been there, done that. <laughs> Woo. Well, hey, we're not going to have three more weeks of winter on this, I guess. So uh, <laughs> my bad, Mike. <laughs> it's all right. Oh, there's my topic, you know, mainly about the Samojo being sweet tooth on Twisted Metal. So I think that's maybe pretty cool. That almost sounds like a Devin's demographic. 
Oh. I um, actually messaged Devin and make make sure he wasn't <laughs> yeah. It is not, so <laughs> we're good there, man. Hey, but when the movie comes out, maybe there could be a Devin's demographic following up on it. Huh? Long-running storyline on your show, The Kick-Out Crew. Pick us mm. up. There it is. No dead mm. spots. Well, so that's it, huh? That's it. Yeah, that's mine. That. I'll be damned. Choice well, of metal, my, my sometimes things just don't go as planned. Like, you kind of think you got something going, and something else just happens to happen. Kind of ironic that that, you know, well, I'll just let Brad take it away. So, Brad, what is today's agenda? Because so I don't know actually, if we planned on this. This was James' idea. And it's kind of linked to the way we talked about what we talked about a couple weeks ago, but in a different way. Well, it's we definitely thought, linked to last episode. How? Hey, it's, it's we thought a match was going to go one way and it went another. Now, we're not talking about these big upsets or anything like that. We're talking like we were for sure going to have Cody win the championship at WrestleMania this year. But he didn't. Now, we're not talking about that. But we are going to talk about two matches that we really thought were going to go one way. Swerve. <laughs> they, did, they didn't. Uh and it just surprised us as smart wrestling fans, even more so. We really think it's going to go this way, and it doesn't. So True. that's today's agenda. And I think uh, with our first match that we're covering, probably uh, reiterates that point very well because we all, I mean, 21 and 0, flashing all the shit. It's Taker, it's Mania. But, ooh, how does that match end? Well, we don't know. But wait a minute. What match is that? Oh, it is Brock Lesnar versus The Undertaker from WrestleMania 30. It took place April 6th, 2014 at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome in New Orleans, Le Bon Temps baby. New Orleans, Louisiana. Shout out Bourbon Street, hand grenades. Shout out Mardi Gras. But New Orleans is awesome. You know, I go to WrestleMania there. Ah, not the other, but it had an attendance of 75,167. It had a match length of 25 minutes and 10 seconds. That obviously did not include the entrances. I'm pretty sure we'll talk about that because good grief. <laughs> but hey, on a uh, better note, Meltzer gave this one and a half stars. Haven't had Meltzer rating lately on our episodes, but hey, what better way to ring in a Meltzer uh, rating than one and a half stars? But that's enough about that. You know, that's the match. But hey, Mike, how did we get there? Well, thanks to Devin for helping me this one out. Uh, we, <laughs> I, uh, You're welcome. Helping me out. this one. Uh, so anyways, Brock Lesnar came out on a Raw after Royal Rumble, was pissed off he didn't win, and was demanding a title shot at WrestleMania. Instead, he got an open contract to wrestle anybody else he wanted to besides the champion. That's when Undertaker would come out and attack Brock Lesnar. 
and they would go back and forth throughout the weeks. And then undertake when they had the contract signing, this is when Undertaker would stab Brock Lesnar in the hand with the pen and sign this contract that way. Oh, yeah. And then they kind of fought back and forth throughout the weeks. That's when they had the big brawl and had to separate them a bunch of different times and all this stuff. But pretty much that's how we got there. Wow, great. For all of our hearing impaired listeners, Devin acted it out on the camera. <laughs> so, I mean, who would who thought Brock had a chance, right? Who knows? Does he? Does he not? Let's do go to the notes. He doesn't, man. It's Taker WrestleMania. Twenty-one zero, bro. He's won every match. What do you mean, fucking? Does Brock have a chance? All that's gonna happen. Brock gonna beat him up, and then Taker's gonna win. I mean, Devin, did you actually see him as a threat to the streak? Absolutely, no one can beat the Undertaker. Why was I to see Brock Lesnar as a threat? We saw CM Punk lose. We saw so many people go down to Undertaker, and they and- mocked Paul Bear with CM Punk's uh, thing. Exactly. He's beat Kane. He beat the Big Show and Albert at the same time. No Edge. one could beat The Undertaker at WrestleMania. Jai Gonzalez? <laughs> so, James, Brock Lesnar's <laughs> entrance, heel or face, he usually gets a big pop right now, no matter what. But what happened here? Heel. He's asking me? Yeah. Your oh, name's sorry, James, right? Like, yeah. He, uh, uh, you know, like, heel. Because everybody, it's WrestleMania. We want Taker. We want the gong. We want the eight and a half minutes <laughs> it takes to get out there. But no, uh, I don't know. Hey, I got a lot on the uh, crowd reaction on this match for sure. Yeah, <laughs> All right, ahead. Adam, if you were Brock Lesnar as a wrestling purist, would you want to break the streak? No, because he's definitely not the guy that that needs it. If anybody, he's the last person that needs it. Exactly. Already made. And... You know, you know, you talk about the buildup and everything. Don't forget that Undertaker went to UFC to watch Brock in a fight. Yep. He come out of the cage and Brock walked by Undertaker and Undertaker's like, What what was up? You wanna go? Kinda kinda set the tone for what was coming up later mm-hmm. down the road, but I got a lot to say about this. That was many years. Hey, like do you know uh do you know what year that was that they uh, did the cage like thing? Was that like in 02 or something like that? I was say it was a long time, yeah. but it it's kind of like they did plant the seed. They just never did shit with it, you know? Mike, this has to be the longest Undertaker entrance of all time. It even has like a pre-entrance entrance. Were you a fan of this? Do you think it should have happened? Or do you think they should have uh, cut it down a little? No, I think they should have done his 12-minute entrance and then come <laughs> out. And, like, I mean, it's already long enough. So, I mean, you had time to go take a piss grab a beer, come back, and then he's just now getting the rings. So. Finish that beer, go get another beer, then drink that one. Yeah. Here's, here's a fun fact. Undertaker's entrance for this match was longer than the Divas, like, uh, six women or eight women or whatever match was next. His entrance alone was longer than their whole match. Yeah. It, it, when I saw Straight that, up, like we the timed match it. At the party I was at, we timed him. I have to say, both matches we're doing tonight, it's the same. Like mm-hmm. it's a lot. It's uh, a lot. Yeah. That, I I I told Mike. Mike doesn't usually watch the entrances. I go. I text him like this week you have to. <laughs> you really you have to. It's, I'm it's gonna just, sleep watching the entrances. That's what I, I'm saying. Like I didn't woke up. Tent, fucking you know, light of fire. <laughs> I did the dishes while watching the entrances. 
I worked a full eight-hour shift while watching the instances. You did the dishes while Erica sat back and drank a beer. <laughs> no. I drove she the does yoga. back watching these instances. So, Devin, the next um, question I had for you, I'm going to link it with what Gallagher said in Discord. So Gallagher said, who else do you think could have legitimately broke the streak? And I wrote here, Devin, do you think on an up uh, an up-and-comer should have broke the streak? Do you think it should have ended with, Brock Lesnar, or do you think it still should be going today? So I'm linking that with Mike, because I think that's all one, or with Mike Gallagher, because that's all one question. Okay, so looking back at it now, I think Brock Lesnar was the perfect person to beat the streak. Coming back, like, 10 years, Brock Lesnar at any point in his career still, he can say, I'm the one that broke the Undertaker streak. He's going to get an arena full of booze and is the instant heel immediately. But did he really beat the Undertaker? You are the biggest son of a bitch of all time. I did not see that. Sammy Guevara, Pepsi Nitro, Bulls. Adam, you got to eviscerate him for this. Did he really beat the Undertaker? Why? 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 version of the Undertaker that had a concussion during the whole match. It's not. Brock Lesnar's fault that the WWE oh, no. wanted to put this Undertaker. This match happened five or six years too late. Correct. If it had happened five years before and Brock Lesnar beat him, I think that like it, it might have been a lot. They can have, have the match all day. I don't think Brock needed or gained or you know what. Hey, we'll get to that. But no, nah. It's a you should maybe not an up and comer, up and comer, but like somebody that's kind of established. But I, an I don't think he should have never been beaten. That is also be- true. I don't think he should have been beat until, you know, but I'll answer that question later. I'm 100% well, I'm with you, Adam. I, I feel like he should never have been beat, but if there was someone, I think the biggest human on the planet might be the right person. What, almost? <laughs> God, it's I meant almost. Jack, we mispronounce his shit every time we talk about him. Tottenham Singh? Not the Nigerian <laughs> giant. What about like Seth, a Seth Rollins? The giant Gonzalez comes back. <laughs> Great colleague. Seth, Seth Rollins would have been good. I mean, Roman Reigns would have been good, of course. Roman at thirty-three, man. Yeah. I wasn't he does it anyway. Question for later, but Roman at thirty-three. That that right there, or, and that or be... never. All right, we're, we're, we're talking about then. Let's get into it. Actually. All right, yeah. so James, let's talk about that. Yeah, we're not. Who are the announcers? <laughs> well, I'm glad you asked, Brad. It is a. Uh... I almost read the wrong match. It is JBL, Justin Bradshaw Layfield. It is Michael Cole. And it is Jerry, the King Lawler. Adam, this is 2013, and The Undertaker is already a part-time performer. What, when, not forget the streak. When should his career have ended, or should it still be going on? Oh, it definitely shouldn't be going on, but, um. This was nine years ago. I mean, I don't see it. I don't see the point. I mean, I don't know. I know why. Because when you're in that ring, nothing compares to it. Nothing at all. I understand why he wanted to be. Why he wanted to do it. <laughs> but at the same time, it, what does he have to prove? Nothing. And it is nine years. Sorry, James. Him and Triple H and Shawn Michaels should have been one of the last matches he had. 2014. <laughs> yeah, I just looked at it too. Like nine. Twenty. But no, hey, I'm with uh, I'm with Adam on that. When they all walked out of the match. Yes. 26, 27. But here's the thing, though. If we wouldn't have got robbed, well, okay, if COVID wouldn't have been a pandemic and they would have done a cinematic match, I honestly, truly, truly, truly think that AJ Styles versus Taker would have been a fucking great match. Oh, absolutely. He wanted to wrestle AJ Styles. Mm -hmm. Oh, dude, AJ would have made that, like, 
a gold standard. Like, well, his wife was for it if you watch the documentary. Forever. His wife was all for it. He'd be safe, be the way to go, as she thought. Mm-hmm. And he would, Devin, and AJ would, well, whatever. Go ahead. No, I'm sorry. No, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Hey, Devin. Show, Brad. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, here we go. It's my show. Oh. Devin. Again, this is so long. Um, the announcers say nothing until Taker gets into the ring. Was this the right call, letting it breathe like this? No. It was boring <laughs> as hell. It was like five minutes of nothing at all. At Seven and a half minutes total. Just saying. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, belly to belly. I see why they do it though, because it's just the respect for the man. You know, he's been oh, there enough already. But... Enough already with the respect. All right, it doesn't mean it has to happen. So, <laughs> what if what if like Michael Cole was running down all of his accolades at the like as he's coming down? I feel like that'd have been better. Yeah, like, I mean, he's defeated I, I, this person. He did good. this. He did this. Just he's no, the five-time champion. He's just a banter between all three of them. I don't want to hear. There's that a difference crap. between showing respect and drawing it out. That's all I'm saying. I agree. Yeah, I mean, they did have the caskets with everybody that he beat, so he could name, you know, everybody that he beat like three times by the time he got to the ring. <laughs> belly to belly by Lesnar, clothesline over the top rope onto his feet. Mike, they have built Lesnar as a beast since the beginning. Why did they have? Why didn't they have Goldberg squash? Or why did they have Goldberg squash uh, Brock Lesnar? <laughs> uh, yeah, Goldberg question. <laughs> I can't believe I could. I freaking choked saying it. But yeah, why did they have Goldberg squash him? Because that was in his contract. In order for me to come to rest for you, I have to squash Brock Lesnar. Yeah, I'm telling you, you're probably right. You're probably right. Punches I mean, by the other two. He's bitching out about his damn last match. Oh, they didn't give it to me because I didn't win my last match. So now I'm going to do all tour and just you're do You're not it supposed to win All right, Bishop. Hey, uh, welcome to 83 Weeks Kickout Crew Edition I'm, with uh, Michael Bischoff over here. That's I can't exactly believe you told Buff how much you hated Goldberg. It. I can't believe you told Buff how much you hated Goldberg. So awesome. And you are the last person that defeated Bill Goldberg. Have you seen that? You retired. Goldberg. I hate him. (laughs) Buff was just like, I love it. I hear (laughs) you. I've I've never heard a podcast say that I was the first one. We we didn't ask him about the NWO. We didn't ask him about his uh, journey back from addiction. No, no. We didn't ask him. You beat the Undertaker. Undertaker. I don't even know what I'm saying. Anyway, WrestleMania. Do you guys think Buff could have beat Undertaker at WrestleMania? Yeah. (laughs) Punches by Undertaker. Shoulder first into the post by Taker to Brock. James, do you like Taker's methodical style? Uh, well, at this point in the match, yeah, I, uh, you know, I know that there were a lot of, uh, you know, long spots and we'll probably talk about a bunch of those, but I, well, it's a, it's Undertaker at WrestleMania. They're not going to do spot show shit. Like they're going to tell a story, do some methodical say it's him and Brock. Like this is a beast. He's not just going to like squash the beast incarnate. You know, I mean, I get it. Like I, I get the, uh. Now, were there some breaks that had, like, long pauses in between? Sure. But, you know, at this point, yeah. You know, you got to – it's a beat. It's beast versus dead man. Old school you block beat by, down. Old school block by Lesnar. Lesnar misses in the corner and goes shoulder first into the corner. Adam, how good is Brock selling? When he wants to actually be in the match and he wants to sell, he's top five. Mm-hmm. I I'll agree. give him that. Slugging it out on the outside, kick to the head on the apron by Taker, leg drop on the apron from Taker to Lesnar. Devin, you are nine or ten years old here. You've gone on record that said you don't like any of Undertaker's matches or Undertaker at all in WrestleMania. Do you do you hate Undertaker? Where the hell did that come from? I absolutely loved Undertaker. 
<laughs> he was my first favorite wrestler. And uh, so, you know, you said the American Badass Undertaker was my first DDP favorite wrestler. Flipping over the attempted diamond cutter above was your first you WCW did. memory. Correct. Oh, uh, yeah, correct. I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> Choke slam reversed by Lesnar. F5 reversed by Taker. Lesnar targeting the leg on the outside. Mike Lesnar has a mohawk here and shaved up. Lesnar? Not Lesnar. Undertaker. <laughs> I'm sorry. Taker has a mohawk here and he's shaved up. Are you a fan and would you do it? And do you have it now? No, I don't have it now. Um, it was definitely different, but it was almost like he did He did the same thing with Triple H because when he came out with Triple H, you know, during the promos and stuff like that, before then he had the long hair, showed up at WrestleMania, threw his thing off, and he had the shaved head. I didn't like it too much on this one. He looked too skinny to me. He didn't look <laughs> like Undertaker. He did look. He did look uh, a little trim, but that's okay. Yeah. Um, um, and it was mainly just in like in the face, like he just looked, you know, real skinny in the face. Yeah, he, yeah, he had a little belly. Well, it's because you used to see his face though, because his hair always kind of. Because I don't think you've seen his face. How about, how about him being like perfectly positioned at the hard cam to where he takes that hat off, and it's just like it's it shows the tip down. And he just takes it off. It's like, you know, oh, I love it when they get the tip. It's I just perfectly it at that, like, angled sideways at the hard cam. It's so sick. Well, when you do it for 30 years, I guess you kind of get the right angle. I wonder how many times they filmed his tip. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Lesnar, <laughs> Lesnar kicked a taker, still working the leg. James, the crowd's very quiet here in the middle of the match. How come? Well, it's uh, slow and methodical. I think they, uh, you know... They may have expected a loss, which granted, you kind of know it's yeah. a taker match at Mania. It's going to be like you're not going to blow your load in the first 10 minutes because you know it's going to be a 30 minute match. So, cheer and applaud, but you know, like, you know when to get hype, I guess is what I'm saying. But did you oh, not think it would be more hard hitting? Like, yeah. oh, I, there's, I, a, lot of, I, there's I, a lot of pauses lot here, more. which could be, could be because somebody got knocked out, but like, there's a lot of pauses. Yeah. And yeah, that's, think, where, that's kind of where I was getting at, you know, is I think, you know, he, he said he got hurt early and, you know, for me, I, like I was looking at as Brock Lesnar was taking over the match. And that kind of shows to me personally, Brock can't control the match. He's not the one to go in there and kind of, he can't handle that kind of situation. I, at I that think time. he can, but I think it's just because of the Undertaker. I mean, I'll, it, it could, yeah, and it could have been yeah. just because we were done to take it, but it just, I think everything kind of fell apart once that concussion happened and he was knocked out. It, the, I think they should have kind of did a quick finish, in my opinion. So, match Adam, would have been a lot better. Actually, that's what I was getting to here. Adam, is Brock doing, he's working methodical. Brock's working methodical. Is he doing this because the Undertaker's limitations? Maybe I didn't, I wasn't really getting into the, uh, concussion yet because i'm not sure when that happened in the match and i was going to mention that a little later in this but is he doing that because of his age and his limitations because he's not wrestling much I, I think he's taking it easy on him kind of stretching it out because he knows undertaker wants to go out there and give him a show because i mean yeah, like a 30 there's not minutes. too many quick undertaker matches at wrestlemania yeah heyman's laughing on the outside Devin, how did you feel about heyman when you were a kid watching us um Paul Heyman was always like a piece of shit. Like I always hated watching him. <laughs> honestly, like he, whoever he was with, he was always that slimy dirtbag heel. And I was 15 at the time, Brad. I was about to drive. You're seven, eight years old, whatever. 
<laughs> right? <laughs> I have all the dates wrong in this. I'm saying the wrong person. I haven't had one drink. <laughs> Devin was going to kindergarten for the first day. Yeah. <laughs> so when like, you first came, when you first came, <laughs> so Devin punches by Lesnar, DDT by Taker. Boot from Taker in the corner, throwing punches, clothesline by Taker. Mike, forget the result. Let's not talk about that. Does this match ever come close to the Michaels and Triple H matches that Taker had at WrestleMania before this? No. N- no. No. It, 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 you know what? I mean, we're going to know what, what I was is, expecting. Is some kind, maybe not as good, but maybe half as good is what I was expecting this match. And I don't think we even got that. So is it fair to say, Mike, that what let, we're going to know the result here soon, that because of the result is what makes this match memorable, not even what happens in the match at all? That's the only reason why this match is memorable, like because because of the ending. I uh, couldn't agree more. Clothesline by uh, leg drop by Taker. Announcers really selling that this could be it. Choke slam by Taker. Brock Lesnar F five. Oh, an F five, and what a surprise! A false finish. Undertaker out at two. Both men down. Adam, I don't remember where, but like we were talking about earlier, the Undertaker does doesn't remember a lot of this match. Because he landed on his head somewhere. How, as an in-ring performer, does he continue? That's a damn good question, because I can't remember shit when I'm, you know, in my, you know, when I, when I can think clearly and I know exactly what's going on. I still get lost. That's so I don't understand how in the hell he was able to stand up, do old school, do uh, tombstone, powerbombing, and that stuff. It's WrestleMania, man, and that dude was uh, in his zone. I mean, do you think it was Brock telling him what to do? Like, hey, do Probably. this now. Do this now. I mean. He's out on his feet. He said. Maybe a little bit. Well, I yeah, mean, like Brock I mean, was to But it's also like, it's Taker, man. Like, he uh, um, somehow willed his unconscious way through it. But, like, I think that uh, a lot of muscle memory, a lot of training, you know, and all that stuff, like, kind of goes into it. And it just. I think it's like a roofie situation. Yeah, like, like living you, in the moment, but yeah. you're not going to remember it at all. You're not going to remember any of it. You're drugged. Yeah, yeah I think I, that's I, it, too. I bet Michelle McCool wakes up in the middle of the night and Undertaker standing over about to do old school. Can you freaking imagine? Like, hey, you <laughs> that's her husband, right? Yeah. <laughs> He's over there with a hand in the air. What are you doing up there, Mark? I'm oh, sorry, man. <laughs> Hell's Gate by... Just a habit. <laughs> Hell's Gate by Taker doesn't look great. Lesnar lifts him up and slams him. Another Hell's Gate. The day Lesnar taps, right? I mean, that's like, <laughs> it's never going to happen. He's not going to tap out to the Hell's Gate. Slams him now, again. He did it at WrestleMania, didn't he? The ref didn't see it. Or a SummerSlam. Didn't he? Because uh, didn't they have a rematch of this at SummerSlam? Oh, that's right. Oh, my and didn't God. he tap, but the ref didn't see it? I, I Isn't it that... Didn't didn't that, take that was after, that was after this. This is yeah, why yeah, yeah. SummerSlam after it. Right. And that, that's again. why I got confused on this the build for this because I thought all that happened before this. So so Brock Lesnar locks in the Kimura lock. Um Devin, this is a legit move, right? This looks great. Oh yeah, this is a real like a legit move. Uh <laughs> we've seen Brock Lesnar use it in UFC multiple times. Like, we've seen now. If his hook's right, it'll break your fucking elbow, break your arm. He, he broke Triple H's arm with it, didn't he? Uh, Storyline, he broke Shawn Michaels the year oh, before and, SummerSlam. And, yeah, Shawn Michaels. I when mean, uh, yeah. Tri- Brock, Brock Lesnar was facing Triple H. 
Okay. Yeah. See? Good shit. But the Undertaker reverses it. Lesnar gets to the ropes. Boot to the face of Lesnar. Undertaker goes old school. And then into the F5, kick out by Taker. Mike, what is? was it too late in the match for this old school? No, I mean, it had to happen sometime. They, they got to show it. It's yeah. one of those moves, you know, it's like H- Hogan must pose. Undertaker must do old, old school. It's his, own, it's its own spot. I know, but I always thought it should be earlier because it's not a finisher in any way. Well, but it's not um, a not an opener either. It's its own. It's, it's its own. It's like, it's like a main match. Yeah, suplex by Brock, and then another. James, you can't exactly do um, suplex city on a man this big, can you? Oh uh, well, did you see that? Because I think that's when we can definitely tell uh, Taker may have his bell rung because he's yeah. not like these are like Brock ninety percent suplexes. This isn't like. You know, so, hey, kind of, you know, jump or give yourself a little bit. You know, this yeah. is Brock like throwing and unconscious, like not unconscious, but like this is Brock throwing a concussed guy. You can tell it's, you, it, these are full Brock. If you go back and watch when he reverses the second Hell's Gate, Undertaker hits his back and then hits his head against the damn mat. And that on a concussed already brain can't be good. Dude, the, and then the Suplex yeah. City after that, it, you can tell it's it's all Lesnar. Yeah. If you ask me, when I when I was watching it, because I was kind of paying attention, I think it happened in that for, the first belly to belly suplex. I think well, that's when he might have. I, ha- I think it happened outside when he kicked his legs out from under him and he yeah. flat back to the outside. Been, yeah, I mean, it can. I, I don't think they actually know exactly where. I know happened. you can you can tell on this uh, suplex city stuff for yeah. sure. Oh, yeah. So emphatically, Paul Heyman is saying twenty one and one finish him. What did you think of all that? Over and over, and like he did in the promo before the match. The promo before the match was absolutely fantastic by Paul Heyman. Uh, it was just like completely silent. Paul Heyman's cutting this promo about how there's going to be a one in 21 and one, and then throughout yeah. the entire match, he's screaming it to Brock, Come on, Brock, 21 and one. You're Get the back one. Man, <laughs> so, Adam, it, it was great. Adam, th- we're almost done with this match, and the crowd is quiet. Are they bored or engaged? I think they know that the end is coming and they're expecting what we're all expecting. Exactly, yeah. They're expecting Taker to win. They're waiting on the finish. Last ride by Taker. Can't cover him for some reason. Tombstone pile driver to Lesnar. Was it kind of really wasn't even a last ride though. He had him up there, but it kind of looked like he just and he fell. Yeah, yeah Mike's right. Uh, yeah. So I, I mean gotcha. So kind of breaking down, not being able to finish the move. Well, because right. he he had him up, like Mike said, and uh, you know that he he had his trunks, so you know he was going to try to do the up and down, but he just kind of like and fell over. Going up, he just they just yeah, went he down. just like fell over. So we have a tombstone pile right. driver to Lesnar from obviously Taker. His tongue's out, and then there was a kick out of two. That's the tongue out is usually it. Oh <laughs> no no no! Here's the thing. Hey, uh, and Adam, I know you could probably. So when somebody gets their bell rocked you know, and they don't know where they're at, don't they usually go like? Because uh, you don't see home, Taker, you don't see Taker ever, ever, ever do that. So uh, and oh, and no. you know playing football and stuff, I've seen dudes that are just rocked, like you know what I'm saying clock. They clean their clock is what it's called, and you just see them kind of like it's kind of gnawing on the tongue. You know, like they're just like almost like a, almost like seizure activity. Exactly. So when Taker did that, I was like, "Boy, he does, that that's not a good look." You know, because Taker never 
name me a match where Taker just fucking lick sticks his tongue out. When he does, he did with Shawn Michaels, but he did, he didn't lick his. Uh, he just went straight out with his tongue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. I mean, he pins with his tongue out. Come on, yeah, but, but you know what I'm saying? Out. Like, when has Taker ever done the like? Yeah, that's knocked out, dude. That's that's. No. That's For those of you not watching on YouTube, yeah, watch really, YouTube. you've got you got to do more than that. There's 70 people to watch on YouTube. <laughs> what? Your tongue? Oh. I didn't know your tongue was out. <laughs> oh well, my tongue was out, wagging side to side in a unconscious mode. If you've ever seen someone knocked out, let's say in a sporting event, and you see their tongue kind of come out, and they're looking at you, but they're not really looking at you, you know? They may Probably be looking in the eyes, that, but they're not there. That's the type of look the taker had. For our, uh, you know, audio listeners. There you go. Um, so he kicks out at two. Brock, Brock Lesnar. Undertaker um, is down still after this, and they're both down. Then Taker sits up, which is always a big spot. Taker, Taker signals it's over with the across the across the throat. Oh, hey, uh, can you explain that for our audio listeners, Brad? Across the throat. <laughs> Brock counts the tombstone pile driver. Counters the tombstone pile driver into the F5 for a count of one, two, three. Wait a minute. Dead. Did I hear a three? Everybody's reaction in that building. Dead. No lie. Hey, before we taped, I was hanging out with my uh, buddy, his girlfriend. We were watching this. He was like, hey, I'm going to cover this tonight. So we watched it. And I shit you not, even they were like, dude, look at the crowd. What the fuck? Oh, the crowd and the crowd shocked. And then, you know, I know we're going to get to like the aftermath, but yeah, they kept mentioning like the crowd ain't reacting at all. Oh, look at that one guy. And then they mentioned how everybody just has their hands on their heads. Like, what was your reaction? Uh, my reaction was much the same as everyone in attendance, to be honest. Like, uh, I was 15 years old sitting at home, like, holy crap, did that just really happen? Like, there's about to be like, Someone running down and changing this match, making it two out of three falls or right, something, yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like right. I, I thought, you know, Vince McMahon can run out and tear his quads again or something. I mean. Well, <laughs> <For laughs> so, Mike, I wanted to ask you, how good did the WE do at showing the reactions of the crowd in the faces? They, I think they did amazing, especially holding off on the music, holding off on, yeah. you know, announcers not talking, just quiet for – what was it, like two minutes? They didn't say nothing. I mean, it was just an awe. Like this actually fucking happened. James, what did you think of that twenty-one and one on the jumbotron? That's when you knew. That's when it kind of sunk in, like because everybody was quiet, and then that happens, and you hear a couple boos, but everybody is so shell shocked from what happened that, like, that's when it was real. When they flash that twenty-one and one graphic, it's real then, and now the crowd knows, like. Holy fuck, like take your loss. And then they kind of chime in Lesbian's music if you uh, you know if you pay attention. I, it's I, I think if they would wait they would have waited until like that extra 30 seconds, you know, from when they showed that that crowd's dead. There's no way to bring them back. They were dead. Oh. They played Lesnar's music. He leaves, they're dead. Dead, like if you watch the three count, they play everybody Taker's stands music. up in unison. They're everybody dead. stands like, up in unison. That mm -hmm. There's one guy like, 
Big time. Yeah. One guy like three rows back. As soon as Brock Lesnar picks him up for the third F5, he stands up with his arms up. Like, this is it. And then everyone stands up around him on the three count. That crowd like, is fucking shell-shocked and no one talks. But I think I think most of them, like, when they stood up on that three count, it was them standing up, getting ready to cheer for him to kick out. For a fall, yeah, like, for a false finish. Yes, yeah. that, that's, what they, they, that's what they were ready for. And they stood up and that hand hit. And they're like, uh, like, it almost feels whoa. like the ref didn't know it was supposed to hit. Like exactly. he like didn't know it's what to do. It's almost like went, no one did. Right. Like the ref didn't know is a weird thing. The ref, exactly. That's kind of what it seemed like too. Is like, I mean, even he was kind of like, what the fuck? I have Paul to count Hayden. three. His shoulders are down. What am I Dude, supposed that to do? Crowd I don't want right. to get fired. Yeah, he's the referee that counted the three for the Undertaker. They don't even boo. Like, they're so shocked, they don't even boo. They just sit there. So, Lesnar's music yeah. hits after a long time. The announcers yeah. are quiet. People g- genuinely disappointed, shocked. Like you said, not booing, just shocked. Taker's still in the ring. Should Hey, Adam, should Brock have come out of character here and shown some kind of respect for Taker no. after the win? Not Brock, because you just dominate. You just beat the, the phenom. Yeah, you, you don't oh. end the streak with a fucking handshake and a oh, high five. No, we don't no, have another clip. Yeah. No. Heel, okay. heel. Because that's why they end the streak is to make him Ultimo heel, I guess. Yeah. yeah. and he But he did wink when he was going back up at the thing. So you yeah. can't tell. Like, he kind of looked up at Taker and kind of winked at him. Eat, so. sleep, conquer the streak. Man, that was good. That was a good line. Um, Taker is up, sort of. Uh, takes a while. Thank you, Taker. This is a long ass time, man. He's not up. He's not up, dude. He stands up and falls down. You notice that uh he stands up, tries to lift his head up, and he can't. So he just goes back down with his head down. When you're fucked up a bunch, you can't really lift your head up, you know? Like, so he stays there with his head down and like falls to his knee a couple times. And then like it takes a long, probably like six or seven tries to stand up. Everybody here knows, like, when you're kind of like when your head hurts or you're fucked up, like you can't like look up and you know head up stuff. You just automatically like you know fall over and crouch your head. He ben did that Jones, like seven times. Ben Jones from the Zip Code Bros has a question. Would you consider the ending of the streak overrated, given that it didn't hurt Taker's legacy at all? Not I would say overrated. Very interesting question. I, well, I not for that reason. I, I would say it's overrated because he didn't do shit for anybody, but not because of the Taker legacy thing. I just think it didn't do shit for anybody. I think it's, it's a big deal. It's a big deal that he lost, but I don't think it's a very it's big deal he lost. Man. And it didn't yeah, I'll tell you what, it meant way less. No it may, meant way less when Roman beat him later, though. Exactly. If they <laughs> would have waited, those you know, until Roman did it. If Roman would have done it, it would have been a completely different story. They did throw Lesnar on a big streak after this, though. But oh, look, they, you they could did. have done that without this. And like, I this disagree. wasn't this didn't justify Lesnar like as a badass. No, you could have but booked Lesnar as a badass regardless. It, it did help. I, I disagree. I think it, it made him even the biggest badass. And I think it hundred percent helps him. And not Brock just that I mean, I, more of a heel. Heyman did all that time of talking about this for months. Like the, so the Lesnar, if Lesnar did not beat the streak, do you think that his monster push that he won that red belt for like you know three years? Yeah, I think stuff? I think this contributed to it. Yes, I do. But without Maybe. that win, 
they would have done the same thing. I don't know. I, I think they would have. Do I don't well, know if they would have done the same thing. I think this cemented him as a complete monster and completely dominant. They would have done the regardless. one thing that nobody there's else could no, do. There's no way they would. Who else? Then who else? Who would they have put that belt on and had him like be the part time heel? Yeah, you might not year? have had anybody. You might not have done that. Hmm. I, okay. I don't know. Listen, we're we're. we're yeah, hey, that is a fair. That's a fair point to make. But like now we're getting into like what yeah, if? Yeah, we could do this. We could spend it. We could we could do a fifty two week yeah, show. On yeah, yeah, we could. This is a what <laughs> if. Land. Anyway, guys, uh, of course we don't love the match, but the ending is is part of our fandom, and uh, it was really great talking about. It. And it is one of those matches like, oh my gosh, that really happened. I did not expect that, and that's the theme of today. So, Pretty anyway, much. guys, great job. Hey, hey, you thought something was gonna go to a certain plan? It did not. And uh, one of the well, I want to thank everybody for being patient with last week's episode. <laughs> Back to you, James. <laughs> oh no, do we have any listener questions? I, I did them. Couple, I right? did Ben, and I did uh, Mike. Those were the two for, for Taker. Gotcha. I got some for the next match we have not. Great mentioned. job, Brad. <laughs> that was a great job of uh, intertwining those. Fumbled my way through the match, but got those questions in. Hey, man, that's what a host does. You know what I'm saying? Boom. Well, I guess uh, we're up to, uh, you know, another, uh, I guess it's topic time. You know, we take a little break from wrestling, kind of chat with the guys and see how everything's going. So, Adam, looks like you're up on the docket, my brother. Uh, you know, uh, What's been happening, shaking and baking in your world? Yeah. So, um, <laughs> it's been it's been rough lately, man. This this car problems kicking my ass. I mean, it, it's we get the transmission put in, and the damn thing starts doing the same thing it was doing before. Second transmission, same problem. So it's got to be a. It's got to be an electric problem, computer problem, something. An electric shit. Yeah. And that, that's, that's where you're going to start throwing money into it. It sucks. Yeah, exactly. Hey, if you're a mechanic listening and you're a fan of the show, that is uh, Adam underscore from underscore Bama. If you, uh, you know, if you want to reach out to Adam and maybe give him some help, you know, I'm not saying like save the day with the red cape, but hey, if you know what the fuck is going on, down. it'd be cool. Like, you know, if you're a mechanic, Adam can reach out to you. And you can tell him what the fuck's going on. That way he can get the shit going. Ooh. Hey, Adam, I don't know a mechanic, but if you're sick of putting money into that, I know someone that sells cars. So Here we speaking go. of that, no. um, you know, it's, it's it's not funny, Adam. I, I, I see Cheaper people in fix. the department every day. But cheaper to fix. I, I, uh, guys know everybody knows I'm on the finance end of this, so uh, the warranties and stuff like that is uh, under my jurisdiction. <laughs> I'm not here to sell them. I'm just here to say something. The electric cars, the warranties cost more than the cars that are, are regular engines. So that is saying something. The electric stuff is expensive enough to fix for sure, and it does suck, and it is hard to figure out. So I'm really hoping it's not that, Adam. Uh, I mean, but we got this place that's called Pull Aparts. And it's pretty cool, but I don't know if any of y'all familiar with it, but it's a, uh, it's kind of yeah. like a, it's a junkyard, but it's like a junkyard that's kind of categorized and they actually have inventory on what they have. They keep up with it. They say where everything is. You just, you look it up and if you have, if they have what you need, you go pull it off yourself and it's a huge discount. Like, well, I got your mission for a hundred bucks. Yeah, I saw that. That's true. Bam. But, but it's not working. Mm-hmm. 
But you gotta go take it off yourself. And but the, the transmission that, is not the thing that's not working. I don't think it's the transmission. Right. It's, 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 that's what we don't know. Yeah, I feel it's, free, man. It's aggravating, man. And then my, my pickup truck, the fuel line problem is just aggravating all at once. So, um, Sorry, buddy. Gotta, gotta keep pushing, man. And then my daughter feels like, well, everything's going to happen when I moved in with you. Oh. That was the kick in the ass. I got yeah, me. that's... Yeah, and when not. I got the transmission put in the trailblazer, and I was like, "Ah, oh, baby, I got it going." The way she lit up, I was like, "Yes, finally, something good happened." Very next day, she said, "Dad's doing it again." I was like, "Are you kidding me?" That's called sinking your heart. <laughs> that happened a few days before that. That was a kick of the balls. Well, that that would have happened. That could have happened, regardless of if she moved in with you or not. Like, yeah, that's what I tell her. I was like, baby, one hundred percent was going to happen either way. I was about to say, like, you gotta. <laughs> that's kind of. A, I hear you as a. Well, I don't hear you, but I, 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 whatever. I sympathize with you since you're a dad and hearing that type of stuff. Like, no, that's not the reason. Like, that's and not. That, see, I, and I flipped it on her. Reason. I flipped it on her. And I said, baby, I said, I'm going through this, and you're here to help me get through it. Exactly. So, well, that's like saying, so if she moves out, the car is just going to fix itself? <laughs> I mean, you know, I, like, I, said, I said, baby, what if you went in here? What if I'm going through this and you're not here? I'm going to have to deal with this by myself. Boom. I said, you, yeah. you moved in with me so I can handle this. Yeah. And I think that brightened her day up a little bit. And I got a little teary-eyed when I walked away. But oh boy. That, that, them kids my man, they're a blessing. Man, I know Brad and Mike, they can tell you. Having a little version of you running around is just insane. It's, it's freaking insane, man. And there's no unconditional love greater than that. Mm, I agree. So yeah. just enjoy, enjoy your time, man. <laughs> enjoy your family time. Hey, you'll get there, Devin. Don't They're worry. They're good kids. They're good kids. It's just before uh... season three, we're gonna be, you know. <laughs> James oh, is a good name, bro. I'm telling you, James is good. Have the baby on the episode. It'll be perfect. We'll be yeah, naming your child. We'll be in the middle, in the middle of match, and De- and Devin's gonna be like, uh, sorry guys, I gotta go change the diaper. I'll be back. Yeah. Oh, old Sammy Todd Dowling is crying. Yeah, yeah, Gotta go yeah. change old Sammy Todd <laughs> Dowling. We, we call him <laughs> Nitro Pepsi for short. Yeah. We'll be, we'll be talking about a match, and you'll hear Erica say, "Devin, it's your turn." Oh, little Nitro Dowling. I like that, Brad. <laughs> I'm gonna have to convince Erica of that one. Oh, Sammy Tyler's cry. Oh, Nitro Pepsi's cry. Nitro Pepsi's in there, blinding his eyes. Out. So <laughs> oh, All right, season three coming soon. Yeah. What? <laughs> Nothing. I was about to say like 50 weeks from now it's coming. What do you mean? <laughs> I don't know what he's talking about. Jesus. Adam, uh, did you have anything else? Yeah, no, I'm going to pull a Buff's internet and buffer on that season three talk real quick. No, I, I know I've been kind of kind of distant lately. So I appreciate y'all hanging in there with me. Thanks, Adam. Yeah, man. I'm glad you, uh, you know, chimed in long enough to watch the matches and uh, record with us today. <laughs> okay. I mean, hey, I man, I, I disappeared. The, I took I a nap in between the entrances and whatnot, but I'm good. <laughs> Take <laughs> a shower. Yeah. Hey man, I get it. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> I definitely relate. Sundays and Mondays are not my uh, you know, cup of tea. But hey, what is everybody's cup of tea? Oh, it's Devin. So Devin, what you got going uh, you know, shaking and baking uh this week? 
a few weeks ago, I asked you guys for my topic. It was to pick out of four bands that I should go to, the concert that I should go to. Well, uh, there's a bunch of comedians that are coming, like, semi kind of local, like, within two hours away from me. So where are your event planners now? So my are going to go with whatever Erica wants to do? Except for what the way you do. It doesn't matter about me and Erica. Joe I'm Gatto. asking you, what comedy show would you go to? So here is the options. Choice one, three quarters of the Impractical Jokers. So I'll accept Joe Gatto. Timberloins. You know yeah. Joe Gatto's coming here. That's cool. Go ahead. Hey, go ahead. Sure, sure. Number two, Matt Reif. Oh, I love him. Whoa. Number three. Hold on, Bob. He's got yeah. <laughs> Sorry, mop it up, Adam. all over himself. No, he's a nice-looking comedian too, man. I know, I know how he feels. Under your chair. I know how he feels, but a good-looking, funny guy. Yeah, he is hilarious though. I relate. Waka waka waka. All right, go ahead, Devin. Whatever. <laughs> Choice three: Bert Kreischer. Bert Kreischer. The machine. Bert. Kre- There's an end in his name. The it's machine. Silent. Yeah. The guy that talks with the shirt off all the time. Yeah, the machine yeah. gun. Fuck, the, I hate you so the much. Choice four. The big you make show it thing. so hard to defend you. I really love to defend you. Like, because I was like, hey man, I do make fun of Devin. He's my boy. And then you just like spew shit out of your mouth. Like, this is third time this episode. Just because I pronounced his name wrong doesn't mean I can't. I, I don't even know how to pronounce his name. The machine. Have you not heard the machine story? Yeah, you made him famous in Russia. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I've heard that story. <laughs> and you just refer to him as a machine, not Kershner. You know, Kershner. <laughs> All right, yeah. choice four. Holly Shore. Holly Shore is the answer. Oh Who yeah, go to that's Fred fair. Shore. You won't be able to see. You'll be able to see everybody else again. Holly Shore yeah. could be the one that you can catch because he's Holy not going to do shit again. Yeah, I'm doing I'm, I, I know you're probably not going to be funny, but he's not going to do shit again. I mean, you can catch the Impractical Jokers on tour. You can catch Bert, Kirk, comment, comment down. Oh, go I, big I, show, Derek Cashmere, or whatever his name is. The machine, correct. Thank you. There yeah. it is. Polly Shore. Does Polly Shore have any dick with him? <laughs> Did he have any no. dick in him? Andy Dick. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, he might have that too, but uh, not. No, it's just him. It doesn't say. Okay, who's no, up in the out. Oh. So no, di- no dick. <laughs> no dick. No dick. No Polly. No dick coming with Polly. Oh God! I would choose Polly. Your segments are the best. <laughs> yeah, Polly Shore because it'll be the cheapest, and you'd get the closest seats because nobody else will be there. Boom. <laughs> okay, cheapest and closest. <laughs> Y'all talking about Polly Shore. Which y'all's favorite uh, Polly Shore movie? Biodome. Bio, oh, Biodome. Biodome. I'm Bio sorry. Yeah, Biodome. Bio Bio In the Army Now is pretty good, though. He Make it a filter. Make he doesn't bang either of those chicks. He had every chance to bang both those chicks and other scientists, and he didn't do it. Exactly. Uh, I was so pissed the off. The Biodome goes to work. hell. He worked them the they, whole they time. Revamp okay. it back up. He worked okay, so what is, what is his worst movie that he made? Well, how many were there? Four? <laughs> uh, he probably made 25 movies. I mean, uh, I mean, I bet well, there's a lot we haven't heard. Of. Pretty bad. You got the um, 
the um old man, the uh, Coquino man, or whatever the fuck it's and called. Coquino man was Cino awesome. Man. Yeah, Brendan Fraser, Brendan Fraser, baby. Brendan Fraser just won an Oscar. Yeah, yeah, yeah was a whale. Good. Had to play a whale, yeah. but he won the an Oscar. movie was great. Now, fuck I mean, up, Brad. I saw you point at me, dick. Was this a fat joke? I can be pointing at any fucking ass. How do I point at you? I can be nice and everything, too. And the best part about it is he played the same character in every movie that he played. What? Don't forget about Jerry, dude. No, he didn't. same kind of character in every movie that he played. Here in 2021... Polly Shore played Pinocchio in Pinocchio, a true story. Yeah, I'm not seeing that. Polly Shore. I'm gonna say dead. that's his worst movie. That movie? Polly Shore story. is dead. That's the name of the movie. Why I is don't it know. a true story? Devin, see the Impractical Jokers. What are we doing here? We saw the Impractical Jokers four years ago, so we're going to Matt Rife. But this was a fun. But topic, he's like, I thought. he's like TikTok. So why the fuck ask right. us which one we like to pick for you? If you already went to. I think it's fun to see what you guys want to do. Matt Rife is funny in 10-second clips. We're just going to pick something completely like different you do. All the time. Well. Every single thing that you asked us, we all said the same thing, and you went to something completely different. Mike, I'll choose a different topic next week. Who does Who does Erica like? So you're going to Matt, Matt Rife. <laughs> hey, yeah, exactly. He's good looking and funny. That was hard, it's hard to have them too. He, he's got the messy hair and he's just a skinny dude and he just cracks so much funny jokes. Babe, I look just totally like that when we started this. dating. Babe, oh, it's Matt Rife. I saw him on TikTok. Wait a minute. Say that again, man. Say what you just said again. Uh, me and Erica. Well, I look just like Matt Rife when me and Erica started dating. Not a compliment. No, not at all. <laughs> What? So I'm not even sure what we're talking about. You were sitting on that mm. curb. You guys look like you were 11. <clears throat> no one knows that picture other than you, Brad. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that picture is something else. What's well, on Facebook? Bobber would hate this hidden. inside joke right now. You, James, back to you. My yeah, topic. thank God. It's the spirit of the surprise. I'm fucking surprised. We're done with this bullshit. You know, <laughs> I looked like Matt Ryan. Get the fuck out of town with that. Yeah. Uh, that was a few mm, Nitro Pepsi's ago. You know, Devin, there's like, you know what sucks? There were so many jokes that flooded my brain at the same time that I had to just stop. And that is the spirit of the surprise. <laughs> what is the spirit of the surprise? I have no fucking idea. I will say, uh, you know, like I do like our theme for this show because sometimes things just don't go as planned. You know what I mean? You have an idea in head and you envision it. And that's kind of like the mantra for us. Like, sometimes you just got to kick out it too. Things may not be what you envisioned, what you paid for, what you expected. But, you know, that doesn't mean that that's all, you know, like negative and bad. Because it's, uh, you know, there's a lot of learning things. And I think that on this show, especially in season two with the fresh dew, that, you know, we, uh, it brings us closer together, even though, boy, y'all are on some shit right now, but it brings, uh, oh, well, okay. For the video or non-video listeners. Well, I'm so joke. sorry. 
That's a joke. <laughs> but no, I'm saying like they don't see me roll my eyes on the audio. But yeah, we're all kind of, uh, you know, on one, it feels like. But I think the spirit of the surprise is we're definitely going to bring you more hot shit. There is nothing that can hold us back. I really feel like, you know, no, no disrespect to any of our guests, but we're a damn good show. And we have a lot of good shit going. So if we have a guest, if we don't have a guest, you're still going to get great fucking shit from us. Oh, you and, said uh, shit. Oh, okay. I thought you said oh, dick. Oh, poop. You're going to get great poop from us. I thought you said oh, hot, you're going to get a lot of hot dick, dick from us. I, I misunderstood. Sorry. That's a number two. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Boy, this segment turned into a pink sock real quick. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Everybody who knows, knows. Uh, anyway, what I'm saying is, I feel like sometimes things just didn't happen, you know, and uh, it brings us all together. And of course, we're a great show. I mean, you know, sayings like Devin and stuff. But we have a good shit going here. So the surprise is not only what are we doing, but what are we going to bring you next week? Because that's the. Uh, the spirit of the surprise. In fact, it's the art of the surprise because we're a tight ass uh, little group here and we're really, really funny. I think we all bring a great thing to this and I think we can all pinpoint like and attack in different ways. And we're probably one of the best podcasts going out there. Like I'm, I'll put that on anybody straight up. Well, you know, Besides, like, Pat McAfee show, WHW, like, My World, uh, I think we're better than that. But for real, though, I think, and this is a surprise, is what we're going to bring to you in season two. Because we're the baddest motherfuckers of all time. We got a damn good show. And no matter what the fuck happens, you can't fuck with us. Because, hey, you could say, oh, well, this happened in the last episode. Well, guess what? You kicked out at two. And we're on to the next one. And you're here laughing with us, having a grand fucking time. I don't know. This fresh cut got me thinking a little more clear. You know what I'm saying? And I don't want to fade any ideas away, but I'm just saying. So I don't know what the fuck spirit of surprise was supposed to mean, but I'm really fucking glad of what we're doing. And I think that no matter what happens, we rise like a motherfucking phoenix and we're damn good. No matter what happens, we are badass motherfuckers. Hey, it's your show, too. So thank you for joining us. And uh, yeah, and that is the spirit of the surprise. I love every one of y'all. Love our fans. And I think we got a good thing going. Man, I feel like we're signing off Have a good night. Nah, hell no. B-19? Nah, man, because you got to bring the crowd in. And what better way to bring the crowd in then you know wrestling, which brought us all in. So Adam, as an in-ring performer, what you got for us this time? I feel like this is a given because of WrestleMania. So let's go back to WrestleMania not one. Not this should have been the main event. I'm not talking about the main event. I'm not talking about the opening match. I'm talking about the women's SmackDown Women's Championship match. Charlotte Flair, Rhea Ripley, boom, stole the show. 
I mean, absolute amazing match. They beat the hell of each other. You can see the respect they have for each other. But you can tell they went balls to the wall. And Rhea Ripley deserved that title. And I hope she holds it till next WrestleMania. I agree. Uh, I think those are the two best women in the WWE right now. Oh, God, yes. 100%. And um, Bianca put, right behind her. They uh, kind of got cheated on her last match because it was the COVID match, not in front of anybody. I'm um, glad they got and to make it up. Like glad... a good match. I know, but it, the crowd, I mean, I, I, I'm never watching that stuff again. I will watch <laughs> this match over and over again. I will yeah. never watch that match again from COVID. But this is... <laughs> well, um, uh, next week we're doing a COVID error. What? <laughs> this, yeah. this fucking guy, huh? <laughs> I thought we were talking about old stuff when Brad mentioned the draft. Now we're talking about mania. So hey, <laughs> you know. hey, he's supposed yeah, to talk, reflect on the month. That's right, Adam. You tell him, right? So if I had to pick a match from April, yes, it's Charlotte and Rhea Ripley, hundred yeah, I mean, percent. Yeah, I love that match. That is a good. Nothing holds a candle to it. Right, That's fair. I agree 100%. Uh, if you're going to watch a, a match from WrestleMania night one, that's the match to watch if you love wrestling. That's the technical match. That's the match with no no, no fireworks and stuff like that. Yeah, you know no I mean? pomp nothing, nothing and circumstances. Yeah, nothing silly. You know what's funny is the, uh, two athletes, two wrestlers yeah. in there beating the hell of each other. As a wrestling purist, right, Adam? No, yeah. yeah. I mean, this is... You don't As put an a, entering you don't put performer, the women... Brad, you're the dickhead that wrote this. Man, you're mean. You can't put know. the tagline, this <laughs> is a woman's match. Show me on the doll match. where it hurts you. <laughs> it was just a great match. In April, yeah. How many times you flick me off in this thing? If you're watching I the video to, version. I have to scratch my eyebrow. With your middle We're finger? On... Okay, well, it's the longest use finger. Use your pointer brand. finger, Do then. I need to use the shortest finger to scratch it? Your shortest finger is not bigger than your eyebrow? <laughs> If I'm reaching sideways, oh, man. wouldn't the you know middle what? finger be the first one that makes contact? We are. Uh, we have what a rock dick, bottom here. Richard, I'm God. sorry. I'm sorry, Adam. Um, Everybody pre- hates you, man. Adam, oh, the this Adam segment. <laughs> Everyone hates me. Adam, how do you feel about Rhea being drafted to Raw and Bianca being drafted to SmackDown, holding the other show's championship? I don't like how they do it. I don't like how they go, oh, okay, well, this is the title. Here, we're going to swap. And then they, and then they kind of like, oh, okay, well now you're the Raw champion, so it kind of starts their reign over. You remember last year That's when stupid. the New Day switched with whoever, and they had to switch titles, but that made the New Day all of a sudden like the most tag titles held because they counted it as a, like a switch. So dumb. I think, I think they took it back. Good. I, I think like they either. If they do it, they should continue the reign. So yeah. yeah, just yeah. Have- but well, I mean, gonna it, sma- the, she goes to SmackDown to be a champion. Her days of champion starts over. And, yeah, I don't. That makes no sense. Yeah, I don't like it either. But I just want to know your opinion on that. As oh, I hate former. it. I don't like it. I don't like it. Don't like it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Oh boy, Devin. I hate it. Yeah. How much I hate it. Look, how much I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, hey. I think I did the wrong one. Speaking of hate, boy, there's a lot of hate that comes after our second match. Are we ready for that? Yes, sir. I think so also. So, boy, uh, let's just keep the hate flowing. Hey. Hey, hey, hey. Shout out, Stunt. 
Sorry. But yeah. And what match is that? Oh, you know what it is. It is Nick Gage versus Matt Cardona from G or it's for the GCW World Championship. It is from GCW Homecoming. It took place July 24th, 2021 from the Carousel Room at the Showboat Hotel in Atlantic City, New Jersey. It had an attendance of, couldn't find it, but it had a match length of 24 minutes and 47 seconds. And once again, I don't think that included the intros. Oh, God, no. Mm -mm. But what better, you know, to, uh, well, that's the match. (laughs) (laughs) So, Devin, how did we get there? So, I absolutely love this story. First start off with Nick Gage having his Dark Side of the Ring show. If you haven't seen that episode, I highly suggest it. It's all about Nick Gage's career. Talk about how he is that the one where he killed David Arquette? About how his David Arquette incident happened, about how he robbed a bank and has triumphed past this prison stunt stint. Um, I I thought it was a fantastic episode. Matt Cardona did not think the same thing. He immediately went to Twitter and said, this is a disgrace to the wrestling company, and this guy shouldn't even be a part of it. He's like, he started running down Nick Gage pretty hard. Nick Gage immediately fired back. He was like, Matt Cardona, who the F are you? He's like, MDK all fucking day. Who are you? Get out of here. And then it immediately happened. Nick, uh, Matt Cardona said, you know, I should, I should show up someday in GCW and see what happens. About a month later, Nick Gage ended up winning that world heavyweight championship. Matt Cardona then challenged Nick Gage, said, hey, if you want to face a real sports entertainer, I'm right here. GCW's audience hated that and immediately wanted Nick Gage to kick this guy's fucking ass. Matt Cardona agreed to the match, and it kind of led to this. Fantastic. Um, are you here, James? I am. So, James, are you an MDK member, the Murder, Death, Kill Gang? Oh, are you talking about MDK all fucking day? All fucking day. Yeah, uh, <laughs> sure. And I really wasn't until, uh, you know, that Dark Side of the Ring stuff because I didn't really know. And then, uh, yeah. And Our like friend- uh, Devin was mentioning... This is Cardona, like, ultimo heel because he was a pretty boy, sissy boy that got let go, you know, and, like, he's trying to, you know, like, bow his chest out type stuff. So, Adam, you, like, we, we've already, uh, Devin's already referenced it a couple times, and so has James now, but it's a very important part of the story is the dark side of the ring. I know you watched it. Now, do you think this makes Nick Gage relatable? Not in the way that he's a criminal, but human that makes mistakes. If we're going to look at it that way, yeah. And that's why I cut it off. Oh, boy. I think this is going to be fun. Yeah. I'll tell you what. I'm watching it. I've already seen this match a couple times. And I was actually there for homecoming night two. Uh, The next night, I did not see this one. uh, But I was there for night two. And I I know what Adam's going to be doing here. This is going to be fun. As an in-ring performer. Quick question, Brad. 
Is that yes. the show that the piece of glass landed in your drink? Yes, it sure is. Nice. I was hear uh, that in our archives. Yeah. So that is a. Uh, it was interesting. I'm going to get into that a little bit too. Mike, was this your first GCW show that you actually watched? Yeah, actually it was. And I didn't, it was the first match. So I didn't yeah. watch the whole thing. I watched some of the matches reviewing this match. I watched some of the other ones and yeah, it was kind of. Did you happen to watch the match before this match? No. F- Effie? No, I didn't watch that one. I'm just saying there's more to GCW than just the hardcore wrestling. There is a lot of different elements to it. Mance Warner back in, the, in this time period, he was, uh, you know, big part yeah, of He's an interesting character. Uh, you know, he. <laughs> I will recommend you watch that match ahead of, of this match. You're, you'll laugh at the end for sure. So, J- or Devin, can you get two more opposite people than Nick Gage and Matt Cardona? <laughs> uh, really? Absolutely not. Uh, the announcer or the commentators kind of referenced this line during the match, but they said Matt Cardona is the quarterback, the the popular kid on the on the school team, like in school he's the popular jock, yep. where Nick Gage is the stoner loner, just doing his own thing, worrying I, about I, his self. I thought you meant like wrestler, not wrestler. I, that's what I thought you meant. Man, this is gonna be good. <laughs> My James, I'm um, Devin just mentioned it, but who are the announcers? Glad you asked, Fred. <laughs> it is a uh, Dave Brazak. Dave Brazak. Brazak. Yeah. Kevin Gill and Schlack. Okay, and Schlack, boy, he has some. Uh, he has some good ones. Adam Matt Cardona's entrance. How much does this crowd actually hate him? That's the best part of the match because it's actually real freaking hate. Heal. So now, with with that entrance, I was going to ask a question about it because you made me watch. <laughs> what so, is you made me watch? <laughs> yeah, I did. Is that but, not like what do you like? How do you guys? I, I feel was about I was going to talk about. Okay, go ahead. No, go ahead and ask your question. No, then. no, no, go. I want you to talk. I just want to know how you guys feel about stuff like that happening, because I mean, it is a wrestling match. It is a wrestling program. But with the fans getting that much involved, I mean, yeah, it's showing their passion for GCW. It's showing their passion for everything else. But is there not a point where you're kind of crossing the line? Absolutely. Stuff like that? That was dangerous um, for him. It was absolutely dangerous for Matt Cardona. Exactly. I mean, he's coming there performing for you guys. Why are you going to make it that much? I mean, yes, boom, do what you have to do. I mean, but, I mean, you had people – just all over the place in there. And it, I think it was just out of, like, out of control and way out of the way. It shouldn't have gone that far. Security was there, you know, so. I think he was to, Imagine because, if security wasn't there. Well, hey, imagine if they, I mean, there's only, what, two security guards? Like, imagine if they would have, you're easily outnumbered. I'm with you on this because you're easily outnumbered. If that crowd, like, wants to get Matt, they're going to get him. Two security guards ain't going to do shit. Yeah. Exactly. You know, the GCW crowd did not want Matt Cardona here. They wanted so Nick to kick he, his he ass, but there, they did not want to see him in their sure. arena. I know this seemed dangerous, guys, but I was there that second night, and these people are just having a good time. I'm telling you, it's yeah. all an act. It's all an act. They're good, guy, they're good guys or good girls. There's all kinds there. It's, it's a good time. I'm telling you, it was just a game. It, they're not okay. like that. Well, I was kind there. Of, but looking on on TV, it I looked mean, bad. It 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 came came the crowd, the crowd reaction, though, 
So, Devin, what did you think about the venue and how everybody was sitting? There wasn't a lot of sitting. I mean, the <laughs> the seats were kind of just like a old-fashioned ballroom style, kind of like we had in Chicago at Top Guy Weekend. But Absolutely. it was it, it really wasn't set up for a wrestling show per se. Like so it you, was more like to see an event. The so wrestling just so you know, showcase. Devin, so just so you know, Devin, there's four rows there of seats. That's it. Everything else is standing. Yeah. Well, that, make, I, that makes I sense. bought a seat for $35. Like I'm talking, I'm telling you, it's not, it, it's, it's really unique for sure. Uh, Mike, I'm going to ask you though, with the Nick Gage entrance, what did you think of this scene? Now we have the complete opposite, but was it just as extreme to you? It, yeah, it was. I mean, and I mean, you can tell their fan favorites and, you know, trying to just get up there and get in there. I mean, it was just one of those things like, you know, get involved, but let them get to the ring. I mean, you had, there was that one guy, but right behind him, I'm just punching himself in the head. I mean, it just, it was unreal. Like, especially for my first time watching GCW. So. Anybody did. Adam, I have a question for you soon, but I wanted to know who's, uh, who do you have in the room with you? What are you trying to be nosy for? Because you have the camera on, pal. You know what? Uh, I, I'll tell you who I have. I have the, the puppets and uh, everything. I like how y'all tell me, like, well, James, you know, for the people of the video or the audio version, you need to describe this. But then this I'm so sorry I did that, James. Just sees it, you know? All right, James, speaking of you. So, Thank God. James, with, with bringing in a guy like Cardona, it's obviously a big name. Yeah. Who is who is elevated in this match? Would you say Cardona's elevated, Gage is elevated, or GCW in general? Honestly, I mean, I well, you want to say Cardona for sure because this is kind of what kicked off a big, like you know, independent run for him. But honestly, I think all three really are. Gage, you, Gage, Gage had the uh, you know dark side thing. He was advertised with the match with Jericho. Like you know, GCW was kind of having their thing. But the match, you know, like definitely with what happened and how it happened and all that stuff, especially the outcome or the aftermath, I mean, I kind of think it elevated everybody. I know Cardona had the rocket strapped to his ass after this, and he was fucking like, hey, did you see this? Hey, did you see this? Like, he was the talk of the town. But it kind of elevated everyone with, did you see Cardona? Beat Nick Gage in GCW. Like, he kind of elevated everyone. But Cardona well, definitely had that rocket strapped to his ass. For sure. that, one of my questions was to me, you know, do you think it elevated uh, GCW? Yeah. Just oh, yeah. You know, that, yeah. That's what brought me in. So. Oh, Adam, Adam, Adam. Let's <laughs> talk to you, pal. So, they keep mentioning the pizza cutter, right? The pizza cutter. As an in-ring purist. How upset do you get at bringing a pizza cutter to the ring and them keep mentioning it? I mean, I didn't right, see any pizzas again. or anything. <laughs> I didn't see any pizzas in the ring, so I didn't need a pizza cutter. Great. <laughs> I mean, did, did somebody call Domino's? I mean, shit. I didn't well, see Domino's any Caesars. Stopped, stopped being a yeah, sponsor. Well, I mean, it looks like, you know, Adam, well, Adam has a hard time, like, cutting things away. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he sure does. I have a question then real quick. So, <laughs> yeah. You don't like the pizza cutter, but how do you feel about Cardona having a big, tall glass case full of wrestling figures standing outside the ring? That's his gimmick, though. That's yeah, kind of like. Oh, and that's not like... freaking Gage's gimmick? 
Yeah, the pizza cutter. cutter I've never seen any other wrestler use other than Nick Gage. Right, his gimmick. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like Jimmy Hart with his microphone. He's not going to take a action figure and rub it, you know, and like... slash his neck with oh, him. Let's not jump to conclusions. <laughs> so would Luigi Primo be able to use a pizza cutter and it be okay? I'm okay I give him, I give him clearance to use it because what of his gimmick, you, but not Nick Gage. I could, I could, I could understand him doing it. No, man, he's, he has with for he's with the dough. He's not with the, the knife. He's with the dough. He's pre-baked. <laughs> He's with the ingredients. It's like Repo Man. A... Repo Man would have a <sighs> like a thing. I've seen Luigi Primo live. That motherfucker's spinning dough the whole time. He is like me so, right now, pre-baked. So Mike, um, after They're after watching, off. Mike, after watching these entrances, Grown? do you want to be here? Oh yeah, I, I do want to be there. I I want to be involved in it, but I wouldn't be the one right there with you know. In that little moss pit area type deal, but I can't I wait. Be, I think that would be amazing to be involved in. I can't yeah, wait to go GC, Top Guy Weekend. With GCW you guys. Really shows can't. are amazing. I mean, I don't like some of that stuff they do in the ring, but just the atmosphere of this, they're it's insane, man. The people I are awesome. It. They're yeah. awesome. My wife met friends. What? She I mean, loved it. She loved it more than anyone. We're going to be there front row, right? Like, yeah, we were up later, there. Yeah, later, front row, like, front row. With, with Nick Gates, like, you know, once he gets close to the ring and he's up there and he has that kid in the front row, you know, that's, you know, shows a bit more because, you know, you got people bringing kids and everything in there. Not so, us. I had a it's great gonna time. It's going to be us in June. Makes so, me sad. Hey, I will say, though, you know, that, like uh, that chair spot, you know, like Mike said, like that chair spot, he, he straight up was like, hey, are you OK? Are you OK? To that, you know, kid. Right. All right, so Gage in the ring playing to the crowd. Cardona grabbing the championship. Cardona calls the the announcer, the ring announcer, a mark. <laughs> Lackluster introduction, obviously, of Cardona, which was part of the gimmick, but it was funny. Devin, have you ever heard of an introduction like you heard for Nick Gage here? Not, no. I mean, this crowd, right? the, yeah, extravagant that it was. Like, everything because? about it was just, what was that? What did they? What did they chant? What did they like? We're talking about the. You know, the I'm talking about the ring announcers announcement. And he was like, "Oh yeah, Nick Gage." He twists the microphone down. The crowd's like, "Oh fucking day!" Yeah. Uh, yeah, but just, Dev, Dev, it was just so unique, right? Every part of it, like it felt like the announcer was even a part of the MDK crew. Exactly, <laughs> like, like that's oh, their yeah, dude. Yeah. The announce team, the commentary, the crowd. This is good stuff. Spinebuster to start from Gage. Light tubes already. Cardona sends Gage, <laughs> sends Gage into the <laughs> corner, into the tube. He's already busted open. Woo, woo, woo. Kick. Gage breaks tube woo, on his woo, own. Boo. He does boo on the third. <laughs> Gage breaks the tube on his own head. James, does that take away from it? Well, that was a, he, he popped up real quick and then just like, Behind his back, right? And then did it. Wasn't it supposed yeah. to hurt? Well, of course it's going to hurt, Brad. But, but he did it to he's himself. Double tough, dude. He's, he's fucking double tough, bro. It's Nick Gage. Pretty boy Floyd in our, in our ring. Boom. Like, it's time to get fucking, you know, like, I'm tough. This is Prissy uh, McGee. Uh, that's how I took it. Like, Nick Gage trying to prove he's tough. So they're in the crowd now. Fan participation, chair in hand. Adam, how do you like... Now, we talked about this a little bit before on New South, the woman that's there every week. Uh, this fan was involved with this chair. 
And it, what I wanted to know, Adam, did you think this was a shoot? Was this a, a was this? What did you think? They they always got the diehards. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think she was, I think she's one thing that's always there, and she's involved with it. What are we gonna say? What are we gonna say, James? The duty is the chair too. If you listen to it, uh, Nick is like he says so. He's like I fucking trust you, and he hands him the chair, and that dude like holds it, you know, and then he rams uh Cardona's head into it. But yeah, he was like I something something something. I fucking trust you. So no that may counts. have been somebody he knew or something. Yeah, probably. No yeah. counts in GCW death matches. Flip out of the ring by Cardona. Cardona, do, Cardona doing this match in street. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Sorry again, Brad. So uh, are, did you just skip over when Cardona tried to get the ref to count him out? Well, I said there's no count outs in death matches, so. The whole point was is that there's no count-outs in death matches. Yeah, yet. Cardona comes in there and he's all trying like, hey, you know, he's trying to sell it. Exactly. Thank you, Devin. He's like yeah. trying to count him out. The commentator's like, look at this pussy. He's exactly. trying to get a count out right Brad here. always skips over the good stuff. Yeah. I Did he skip right, over sorry, my you guys could have a replacement for me soon, right? Cardona getting thrown into You're the host, man. It's your show. <laughs> Flip out of the ring by Cardona. Cardona doing this match in street clothes, according to the announcer. And then they, they made a joke like, well, that's not what he wears out in the street. And I thought that was pretty funny. But I guess, you know, that wasn't the part that James did. <laughs> Ginger um, light tube shot to the to gauge, like a light shot. Like, it wasn't much to it. It was very light. Was neck that <laughs> yeah. Neck breaker by Cardona. Gauge bleeding. Early. They did. They even made fun of that on commentary. Like, uh, I can't remember what they said. You can tell that's his first time. Too. He did the jump like stomp. You know, yeah. not to not to show the magic, but he did the stomp and like, <laughs> like they said that you can tell that's his first time swinging light. Yeah, too. that's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> Gaze bleeding early, Adam. How do you keep that under control? Well, when you do it every week for twenty bucks a night, kind of used to you doing it. Don't judge. Or for oh, how a handshake, I think is what they do. DDT by Cage, chair across the chest of Cardona, corkscrew elbow by Gage, guy hands Gage a big piece of glass. Now, Mike, what do you think of these guys on the side of the ring that are just handing props to uh, Gage? I think they're fucking marks. (laughs) 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 Um, I mean, it's just clip that, Devin. Clip that. They got people, you know, people on his, uh, on his crew, just hand him shit. It's yeah, just homies. Be prepared. Yeah, be prepared. They're when you're there, me. you'll see more of it, is what I'm getting at. It's like there's a whole crew that just hands them props. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, is it part of GCW or is it actually fans that's doing it? it yeah, I think it's, it's part of GCW. Okay. Big boot by Cardona, light tube to gauge. Go figure. Cardona playing oh. to the crowd. Devin, can Cardona play any part given to him? Uh, no, I mean he couldn't play an Intercontinental Champion very well. What? To be fair, he lost it the very next night to the Miz. So, ladies and gentlemen, next week we will have a new fifth member of the Kickout Crew. <laughs> okay, okay, Cardona is good. He Josh couldn't even come back Rowe. to WWE right now. But I, Triple H hasn't even given him the call. So, are you sure? I heard that he gave. Well, we haven't seen him on WWE. More money on the Indies. He's making more money right now. 
He's making so James, so he's clearly not, not worth it. And he's teamed up with uh, that one chick now. Like they're a little like tandem. So James, how's the announce team doing? Because they're very, they're very pro gauge. Well, how, it's, how, do you, uh, how do you like that? What's the hometown dude like the you know like the flag bearer of the promotion? You know, like Nick Gage is like the guy. That crowd is there for him. It's the, their title, their pay per view. Like I said, Pretty Boy Floyd's just stepping in. I think, man, it's a good way to. It's a really good way to like. He's like an outsider that's just above them, you know, because. It's a WWE dude coming in, so of course the crowd's like, "Oh fuck this guy," you know. So I ca- I like it. I think it's awesome. Spear from Gage to Cardona through the glass. Adam, we obviously saw this coming because the glass was kind of coming for a long time. Was it still good or was it just too uh, choreographed? Oh, yeah, it was all right. I mean, and stuff like that. You can tell, you know, when they set the table up in the corner, uh, light to when they set him on the chairs or. Or painted glass. If you watch Lucha Underground, anytime there's a painted glass, somebody's going through it regardless. They wouldn't be out there if they wouldn't. Devin, are you surprised there's so many women in the crowd? Honestly, kind of. Like, there was a point where Nick Gage throws Cardona into the chairs and it, like, accidentally hits a woman. And Gage comes over and he's like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm so sorry. You okay? Like, yeah, it's like a, it's like a, probably a dull woman. And, like, he's actually concerned about her. Then I noticed there's like four or five other women right around him. I was like, in this gory, bloody match, disgusting like atmosphere that GCW is, like there's actually women wanting to be here. That's Remember this, surprised. Kevin. Remember this. Remember this quote for me. There's an ass for every seat, is what you know what I mean. <laughs> for every weird thing out there, there's a woman that loves it. I'm telling you right now. And there's plenty of women. Or you bring your wife. So there's if plenty you're married, that, buy two tickets, lo- boom, they got you. My wife loved this show. She saw night two, and it wasn't Nick Gage. Well, he came out later, but she Dev, saw it. She Dev. saw the through the glass, off the top. She saw that. She saw the glass. She loved it. And when I took her to Impact later, she did not love it. You know what I mean? She wanted to go back to this GCW show. She loved De- it. Old Deb? Is that her name right? Deb? Old Deb. We call her Old Deb. Hey, go this ahead. Is, no, God. <laughs> old Deb had a question. This is Deborah's thing. I yeah, will be damned. I didn't know she was, uh, you know, more of the. Uh... He likes the hardcore stuff, right? Am I right? Oh, <laughs> Too bad you All can't right. give it to her. Boom, roasted. So light tubes <laughs> over the head to Cardona. Cardona very scratched up now. Mike, what does Chelsea think of all this? Oh, um, as long as he's not bleeding on her bed i think she's good huh. you know you well, go back really to the room tonight read all over there then come back home <laughs> Devin, how many times can this announce team mention the action figures they're loving it they're <laughs> they're telling cardona shove those action figures up your ass slack goes ape shit on it yeah. uh slack is talking about how he might smoke an action figure that might See if he gets as high as Matt Cardona <laughs> thinking he could win this match. And then they're like, no, do not smoke an action figure. Yeah. And then they mention how it'll be bubbling and shit like that. Prezak yeah. oh, is like, God. if you're at home, do not try smoking an action figure tonight. Do not try that. Is They're loving the action figure talk. You can always talk shit about someone. Hey, shove it up your ass. Hit him with it. Yeah. All the fans were throwing them at him. It was fun. Gage stabbing Cardona with the tube now. Not so pretty anymore, is he, James? 
Which, oh, pretty boy Floyd. Now he's, see, I was watching this match with somebody, uh, you know, a couple today, my friends. And we watched the Taker match first, and they're like, oh, this actor, you see that actor, that actor? Oh, they know how to take the bonus, blah, blah, blah. She's kind of downplaying it. So I was like, oh, hey, this is the other match we're covering. Boom. And I played it for her because she was like pretty vocal during that Taker Lesnar match. And yeah, she tried to be like, oh, you know, that's like fake blood. But I'm like, that is not fake blood. Like, this is a real deal. No, Holyfield. no. Like, and then and then when she saw the, the stab into the forehead thing. Yeah, she was. You went to every ring rope. I cringed and looked away. I was like, I am done. I was watching on my phone flip that shit over. Was like, oh look at that! You know, like when they showed the the behind like camera angles, and his elbows are fucked. Like, fuck, like you bend your arms, you bend your all the time. You know, like this match is fucking gross. And now he's biting him. Fuck you, Brad. And then the fucking referee's got to count. Like, he's got to slap the mat. You see the gloves he was wearing? Fuck me. He's got to slap Fuck you, Brad, because you picked this match. You wanted to watch I, this. This is a fan selection. This yeah. fan. Which, <laughs> which fan knew the other uh, fan were doing? Yeah. I, much like, uh, much like uh, Mike Whitaker here, I, I did the same exact thing where I did not watch this match until now. Pizza cutter, more tubes, pizza cutter to Cardona from Gage. Adam, are you there, pal? Nope, he's busy. All right, All right so he'll Mike, be back in 60 seconds. <laughs> Adam, why is this so exciting? Like, because the fans are losing their shit over this pizza cutter stuff. Because that's his gimmick. So, I mean, that's just like, you know, when you have somebody else that has their signature move or anything else like that, that that's his gimmick. It's GCW fans, you know what I'm saying? They're there for a GCW show. Like, yeah. You know, I mean, you know, luckily they didn't have no Domino's commercial during this one, so. (laughs) Biting and cutting nose, announcer screams, tube across the back, Cardona taking a beating, more pizza cutter. Mike, can Gage even go mainstream, or is he just exactly where he needs to be? Ooh. I think he's where he needs to be. I don't think he has the ring work to be in a professional. And I'm going to say professional as in like AW, WWE impact True. because Those he won't be able to do stuff like this. But, yeah, but that shit will stop us. But where, where he's at now, he's perfect for Gage setting up chairs, Gage torturing Cardona, setting up more chairs, Gage scratching the back of Cardona, another tube to the head of Cardona after setting up chairs. So, all right, so Mike and Devin, we watched back a 2012 final battle match where there was a lot of setting up of chairs and stuff. Do you think this was kind of the same? Like, it just took a long time to set up? Definitely took a long time to set up, but I can understand why he was able to have that time to set it up. Cardona just had his head cut open with a pizza cutter. If I was him, I'd be laying on the ground screaming too. Like right. Nick Gage could have however much time he needed because I'd be out of it. I'd be like, what the hell? All right, Adam. How many uh this is a bloody mess. A bloody mess. How many doctors, how many doctors do they have back there? I know. No one do you don't think so? Yeah, they had somebody back there. I mean, uh, how bad was Cardona's uh, arm? I mean, it was a guy playing doctor. I don't know if he was a real actual doctor, but he had the tag that said like Dr. Dick, whatever his name was. But um, yeah, they have a doctor back there. Yeah, sure. I just 
I, his I arm that, was leaking very. It was bad. Yeah, yeah, it was bad. But he didn't. He handled it good for this. Well, he wasn't quitting. He wasn't quitting. No, he, he did good with it. He did it like he was in it all the time. So I, I'm with exactly. that. When, when, when Moxley and Kenny Omega had their match, barbed wire and shit. That's surprising. Hey, Cardo- Moxley and Hangman, that was good though. Ah, yeah. Man. Steel yeah. Cage Card- match last night. Omega versus Mox was freaking awesome. Wasn't it? Oh, yeah. I see what you did there. Uh, I can't I'm believe. Like this. I'm like, I, I can't watched believe, it last uh, night. <laughs> insert name here. Got the victory. Yeah. <laughs> Cardona light tube to gauge. Superplex through the chairs and glass from Cardona to gauge. Spot of the night, James. Oh, the superplex through the glass? And the chairs. Yeah. Uh, so far? I mean. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, okay. Well, but I wouldn't say like to anoint it like spot it was a it was a spot you knew was coming and it was better than the light tubes. But I, I wouldn't say it was like transcending. Power bomb to gauge from Cardona out at two. The blood is outrageous. Choke choke breaker from gauge to Cardona. Music hits. Who is it? It's Jericho's music. What have I become? Now Fuzzy. that I've been trained. But no, because he doesn't come. It's some dude. Does anybody He's... know who that was? Well, don't they I have some kind of licensing for this shit? Or is this like ECW? I, mean... I think that they got permission. Yeah, I think because, because, uh, because he, he was, was on, she was on the AW later in the week. week. He was on AW. Moxie was on there. Yeah. So, so the, guy, the hidden figure that ran in, that was VSK from Creative Pro Wrestling. He's, uh, guy, he's trained huh? by Matt Cardona and uh, Brian Myers. So Gage oh, taking care of the guys in the ring. Good job, Devin. Matt Cardona knees to the face. Mike, were you confused by the music, though, and it didn't happen? Uh, what? Why do you leave? Doesn't he know we're knows. talking about wrestling? Probably pissing. <laughs> we so have kick- more music? Can't wait for more run-ins of people. Yay! Kick to the dick by Gage. <laughs> he actually literally <laughs> said that. Into the pile driver by Gage. Now, the uh, four. Oh, shit. This is what I'm talking <laughs> about. Yeah. The 4 4 0. Yeah. Enters the right hey, side. It, hey, it, it went for our video fans. They didn't see it, Brad, because we right. stood up. I am never going to say that again, but I promise you. you will. No, no. You're you Firefly Funhouse when you stood up. Nobody saw your shirt. So it's a 4 4 0 shirt because I got it that hey, night. Douche. We can't see it over the microphone. There it is. Very go. good. At ringside, now in the ring. Gage handling handling everything there. Atticus is in the ring. Atticus was there the next night, too, and it was an incredible match. Let me tell you. Guys freaking guys extreme, to say the least. Ricky Shane Page in the ring. Ricky Shane Page has uh, a big boy, all right? I met him there. I have a picture with him. You guys seen it. Next RSP. night, Devin, what is all this anyway, Devin? Why are we doing all this? What? Why? Where, where's Cardona? I think it's uh I think it's a distraction to get everyone away from the whole idea that it's Cardona versus Gage. And also, since there's so much new viewers to their product right now that are literally here just for the Cardona versus Gage match, why not throw some of our talent in there and get them a little spotlight? That's what my whole thought of it was. All right. Good, Good job, point. Kevin. Page trying to stop these guys. Now he's part of the 440, but he's actually stopping it. Page and Gage teaming up. Old rivals. Right? 
The match has completely stopped, by the way. Like I said, where's Cardona? But then a low blow by Paige. Ah, oh, we no, Brad. So Ricky Shay Page gives fucking uh, <laughs> Nick Gage the lie to. So it seems like these rivals may be teaming up because he helped defend them against the four on one or whatever it was. So it seems like, whoa, are these guys kind of, you know, like not necessarily teaming up, but like burying the hatchet. Yeah, exactly. Like, a, you know, shaking the hands and all that stuff. Bury the hatchet. Right. So he's like, yeah, you know, take this light tube. And that signified like, hey, for us, like GCW guys, you know, smash this fool, this ex-WWE dude, smash this fool. I gave you the light stick. Fuck him up. We may have our differences, but we're on the same level. Fuck old pretty boy Floyd up. And then he gives him that, uh, you know, uh, light tube. And then wherever he goes, boom, kicked in the dick. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. But doesn't that happen all the time? Like, you know that's going to happen. I didn't know at the time. I, I didn't did. know it was going to happen. But granted, tubes I didn't a, know their history or whatever. So tubes of plenty by Cardona. Matt Cardona with a finishing move. Did you got Adam? Do you know what the finishing four, move was? They had four light tubes taped up, and he just boom threw one bundle on them, and then uh, you know hit the other one on him. Yeah, go ahead. Do you know what that finishing move was, Adam? The Rough Rider. Okay, the Rough Rider. He yeah, puts him in the finishing move it. into the cover. One, two, three. Boom. What? Cardona gets the win, but that is not the story now. The crazy in-ring, garbage being thrown in the ring, not just garbage, bottles, pizza cutters. Cans. Dangerous. Very, very dangerous stuff. And it is immediate. Like, it is, like, they, almost like they knew. And a lot of it, like, okay, some people threw it up, like, rainbowing, you know? That's fair. All, all is fair. But some people were definitely throwing, and you just see, like, there's 20-ounce, like, bottles, like, being whipped right at them. Some people throw their shit up and, you know, whatever. But the people, like, throwing it directly at them, I mean, come on now. Like, so I recently watched an interview. It was on the sessions with, um, thanks, Devin, for that, with Renee Paquette, and where he talks about out, this. Renee. But, But what do you think, James, that Cardona, at this very moment, that he is getting this stuff pelted at him is thinking. I, okay. Well, I was watching this match. Like I said, with a surprise, I was like, Hey, watch after this three count. And then he saw the three count and all this shit happening. And I just pointed at the TV and I'm like, he's a made man. He is a made man. Those people hate him so much. They're throwing trash at him. That is what went down as the video. Hey, Cardona GCW champion. Look at all the trash. They like, that was the spot of the night. I, I, the trash getting thrown in. That was the spot of the night. They saw all the light tube, all that stuff, you know, and they just talked shit on the Lesnar Undertaker match. And then they kind of sort of was like, oh, fake blood. Like, no, nah, I'm like, no, nah, this is real blood. And then they watched it like, this is brutal. This is kind of hard to watch. But then when he got that three and the trash exploded to the ring, I just straight up pointed, he's a made man. You're made. So, Adam, to, to build on this, he doesn't run. I'm talking about Matt Cardona. He still poses in the ring with that belt. How many? How much? How big are his balls right now? I mean, he's he's loving it because he didn't get this kind of attention 
since he did a Long Island Ice Tea on YouTube. I understand, but um, I mean, he's either got faith and security, or he's got some friends in low places. So, there, Gavin, you, I don't think there is no security in that part. Like, I mean, this ain't like NWO when they're throwing like damn right. paper trash and everything else. I mean, they're throwing full cans of beer in there. Oh yeah, and pizza There's cutters. There's a sick ass picture too, pizza like of yeah. the ring. You're throwing twelve dollars like Miller Lite cans and twenty bottles, like with that, the lid on, so they're like there. whipping that, it. That's out. real heat. Devin, you saw the interview. What was he thinking? Made man. He was honestly worried for his life at this yes. moment. So. He he says that the crowd was just throwing shit at him that he didn't even know. They're throwing pizza cutters at him. His arm is gushing blood. He told us that he had to run out following the security out yeah. the front entrance. He didn't even get to go out the normal. Wow, but he stopped and stood out. on the uh, on the chair and the, put up the belt. So you yeah. can't fucking, oh, I had to run. But bullshit, you were healing, bro. This was so well done, this ending. He was made, dude. He was made. That video that, will live on forever. One, two, three. He, that right there definitely was not planned for that to happen. But Matt did great at what happened and taking it to the next level. And Then turn around and scream in, fuck you. Fuck you. Like, I mean. He instantly went to, like, the hottest name in wrestling. Exactly. So just so you guys know, the next night, though, he was not there. Nick Gage mm -hmm. was. But the ring announcer introduced three times, and he finally came out, Smart Mark Sterling as the manager of Matt Cardona. And, man, that was fun, too. <laughs> that was because that guy, he gets heat, too. Uh, so, smart oh, he doesn't yeah, really he do does. anything. He doesn't do anything, but he gets it. He gets it. Well, when Matt Cardona won the title, he says, You're a winner and a champion, Matt Cardona. Yeah. Yeah. That guy the, the, the best dude, the commentary, ring announcer. Yeah. I saw him break I, don't, I saw him break up a fight later that night at ring announcer. Go ahead, do, Mike. I'm do sorry. You think, do you think Matt got, got over more in the Indies or Cody Rhodes did? Oh boy, they are. That is one and two, man. That is one and one. Man, right there. That's oh, a, oh, oh, what, boy. But what do you mean over? Because well, I mean, I think Cardona is business and financial. Cody, Cody all day, but like wrestler, it's Cardona. Right. I mean, they both Right. They they both came to the next level, going to the Indies, making a name for themselves. Yeah. But being in any. You know, don't include the AW thing with, you know, Cody. Don't include so, it. He fucking started the company, bro. He was an EVP. What did well, you don't include he, it? But he did. But I'm, I'm just talking about in the Indies. You know. Yeah. You know, Cody. I mean, he was doing all this other stuff in the Matt Indies. Matt Cardona which, ain't started a company. I'll put it that way. I think Matt, <laughs> as a wrestler, indie wise, he's a made man. Okay. I agree okay. With him. No, that's true. But Cody, okay. you're right there. But how how long was Cody in the Indies before he started AEW? Three years. Three years. How long has how how long has Matt Corona been in the Indies now for? Around three. Mm, I'm gonna say it's longer than that because this was a uh, GCW Homecoming, and it was, was in July 24th. So he this was like a I, little bit after he got released. You know. Uh, yeah, you're probably right. This is I, it. It's Stardust and Zack Ryder. Look exactly. where they're at now. Both of them. Isn't that crazy? Like you have two of the best, and you just 
I want to weigh in my thoughts on this real quick. I think that it was Cody on the independent scene for sure. Um, I think that just because Cody was able to elevate so many other talents, like Cody made that list. There was diehards buying every single pay-per-view for every match on that list. Cardona, I can really only think of two big pay-per-views that he raised the stock of. It was this one right here, and then it was his first one against uh, against Trevor Murdoch for the NWA Heavyweight Championship. Other than that, what has he done? Where has he Look been? What is he doing right now? He's everywhere. Cody Rhodes rose to the fucking he's in, top. He's in Not how many times has he showed pictures with him with like 10 belts? Because like, yeah. he's been, you yeah, know. Yeah, are you right about that? that? Does anyone Cardona's care about that? Cardona's been in Impact a lot lately, too. Him and Brian Myers. True. And Cody I mean, battled. I, he was Impact for a long time. Uh, Cody battled Roman for the big boy belt. Uh, I, I think if you look at business-wise, it's Cody. But if wrestling-wise, I think it's Cardona. And I kind of see your point, Devin. Like, you know, Cody hey, did it. Hey, run in. Devin, do a run in. All right. Hey, it's my brother Xander, the greatest oh. fucker in the world. You want to talk real quick? All right, there we go. Free at last, free at last. What's up, guys? Hey, what's up? What's up, man? How's it going? Hey, Welcome to the Kickout Crew. Well, Matt Cardona versus Nick Gage. I we ain't talking about that. Hey, tell your brother to shut up. We ain't talking about that. How you doing, bro? <laughs> yeah, hey, shut up. Hey. Uh, just finish that shit. How you doing? Hey, get on camera. How you doing? What's cool. up? Nothing much. Just enjoying the rest of the day. Nice, man. Hey, nice. Is that a 49ers hat? Oh, yeah, it is. Why are you both fans and you live in New York? Well, because it's the best team in the NFL. The Eagles were pretty good this year. I don't know. (laughs) I think the Eagles got lucky this year. Hey, that's a nice blue shirt, huh? That's a nice blue shirt, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, You got a crew here, bro. I'm not even going to comment on that. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Yeah, man, how you doing? Oh, awesome. Fuck yeah. Hey, yeah, smiling from ear to ear, bro. I'm down with that. Been, been a great day. Yeah. Awesome, man. Great, great to hear. It's great to hear you had a good day. So which uh which brother are, are you like because Devin said he has like seven brothers or something. So where uh which one are you like on the like, are you uh, older, younger? His yeah, second third youngest. youngest, fourth, yeah, you know, like where are you uh My only full blood? His second youngest and his only full blood. Yeah. There we go. Oh, Erica, watch out. You free on Thursdays? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's all good, now. man. Don't worry yeah, about it. Yeah, we're just, <laughs> we're just kidding, man. Uh, hey, nice to see you, man. Nice to oh, see yeah. you, too. Oh, We've yeah. heard a lot about I'm, you. Hey, I'm supported gonna... you, bro. Hey, good to see you. Uh, thank you. I'm going to let you guys finish your podcast now. Yeah, well. All right. Hey, just we'll go ahead and hang up that. before you hand it back to Devin. Just hang up. Am I yeah, right, Adam? <laughs> Yeah, just, uh, just pull the plug on the. Uh, you don't have to give it back to him. Just pull the plug, man. <laughs> All right, guys. I got a couple. <laughs> I'm questions. kidding, man. I'm kidding. Hey, it was good to talk to you. A couple questions here from uh, a couple guys that would uh, about Matt Cardona, Adam Jefferson, also the Zip Code Bros. Thank you. Which major Which major promotion would you like to see Matt Cardona sign with? Which major promotion would benefit from the most from signing him? No, For no, the record, no. I wasn't booing no, no. that question of the zip code bros. I was booing Devin joining back. <laughs> um, I, I don't sure want him to sign with any of them. I don't want him to sign with any of them either. 
I don't need free agent to do whatever he wants. But if he did, I think he would be better off in AEW. I mean, I do think Impact was is kind of a major promotion. Impact would be a good one. AEW. What about MLW? I mean, you think they float around, man? Float around. You're allowed to work for MLW and Impact in other places, just like AEW. So I mean, he float around like he's doing. I want to see him in Japan too. Yeah, he could. He could definitely be one to bring one of the lower ones up to a AEW or Impact status. Do you think that he's able to charge more because he is a name that's not like on the uh, like he's probably got the highest like rate of a non-major you know like promotion wrestler. He probably. You saying he's the top independent wrestler? Yes. Yeah, like I I think for a booking fee, I bet you, like he demands a price and probably gets it, obviously, and then you know. Other other indie guys probably don't even sniff it. I mean, I don't think it's Kurt Angle money. Kurt Angle, when he was on the indies, was charging twenty five thousand dollars for ten minutes. Well, but that Kurt, was like a that was like a one go round. Yeah, it was a year, and yeah. uh, he he talked. I mean, he this is yeah, a real well, number. that's kind of like a fair real number. Tour. I'm just saying, like Cardona's wrestling, wrestling. Yeah, no twenty five. No, he would do indies. He, he you know, and he did the cartwheel thing with Cody. Twenty five thousand dollars, ten minutes. Yeah. He said it on his show. I couldn't believe it. Man, I'll tell you what. That's the way to go, but I don't think Cardone's yeah. making that kind of. I don't think Cardone's making that kind of money. No, um, no, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't even know what it is. I don't even know how much it is because he's he's hustling though. He's hustling out there. Yeah, because if there's like six hundred people at a place, you're not yeah. raking in. Well, there's, there's only fifteen hundred people at that. At, there's about fifteen hundred people at that show, James. Yeah, uh, that you were that you didn't have a number. No, what? I think he gets a guarantee before he even gets there. I, was I was about to say, you better hope you get even, even ten grand. Us. Ten grand would be good. Five grand would be good. I mean, that's the thing. For one I'm night. That, but here's the thing: like, I don't think a lot of these shows make that on tickets. But they make it back on fight. Right. They make it back on uh, other ways now. There, it's other other ways to make money now. YouTube. Um, who pay? Well, fights are prescription for GCW. The fights are like. I think these uh, independent, you know, it's not free. Dude, on there. That show I went to with Bischoff and all that still is not on there. Yeah, it takes a while. Well, you saw in the Hoss tournament. How long that takes goes. a while? Yeah, the Hoss tournament is yeah. finally on YouTube. Yeah, it is. Check that yeah, out. Everybody. Is it? Oh. One more question from Mike Gallagher: Is Matt Cardona the hottest indie wrestler right now? <laughs> Fuck Mike. Yes. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> of course right, he is. That's no, hey, that's rude. You know, we all kind of answered it. So now, by the time you ask the question, we're like, well, of course. That's rude to do to Gallagher. Shout I out Gallagher. Gallagher. I already had a question tonight. Whatever. Hey, you know Gallagher's facing you in the uh, um, Cockamania thing. We we retired Cockamania, Mike. You said it last week on the Buff Bagwell show. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not like, that's how he'd beat me. He'd make me tired by running around oh, with this bullshit geez. the whole time. All right. Listener questions are done. Back to you, James. Hell yeah. Well, I mean, my weight would probably be an advantage. I would assume that I'd be able to pick him up and slam him and stuff. But who's to say that me and Gallagher don't join forces and fucking, uh, you know, run wild on Cockamania, huh? Are you you joining them or is he joining us? My God. Well, hold on. Well, that's a, you know, that's a good joke. And what better? Is that even... (laughs) 
It's all I'll right. Be back in 60 seconds. You can go to me. Oh, thank God, Brad. I would love to do that. So, hey, would you rather go to Adam with no camera or Brad? It, I would say Adam with no camera. But, hey, guess what? We're going to go to Brad. So, Brad, what would you rather do? So, we're going to do a few would you rather questions. We're going to keep a cleaner, a cleaner version of it here. So, would no. you rather? Would you rather go to WrestleMania close to you? Or would you rather go to the Super Bowl with your team in it? James? Uh, never Philly. I would rather go. I to... said close to you. Well, I know what you're implying, Brad. If, if a WrestleMania was like in Orlando, I would definitely yes. go to WrestleMania in Orlando. Instead of a Super Bowl. They, I do the, not the, trust that... Dallas Cowboys. In no, the Cowboys are in it. The Cowboys are in it. Yeah. I do not trust the Cowboys. I would love to go to the game, but I really... I, I don't trust the Cowboys to win it. If they if I did go and they did win, oh man, I'd probably cry, have a heart attack, and die like right there. But I don't trust them to win it. I you know as I know the Cowboys love to choke. So yeah, I would like to uh go to WrestleMania like that's relatively close and not in a uh, you know, I'm gonna snowball Santa type of place. Mike? I'd say WrestleMania. I'd just rather go to I don't care where it's at if I had a chance to go to Wrestlemania I don't give a fuck if it was in Philly or he said if it was close to you that was the question close no the Super Bowl I said if it was in Orlando no the Super Bowl has your team in it oh Super Bowl has your team in it and you have a ticket for free he don't like like pro football that's a loaded question well all right you Devin San Francisco's in the Super Bowl or for some reason Wrestlemania's in Governor New York and Erica so, actually lets you go. No fucking way I'm going to the Super Bowl. If the Niners made it to the Super Bowl, then the chances are I was sitting in my seat wearing the same exact jersey for the past five or six fucking weeks. I'm going to be doing that same exact thing for the Super Bowl, See? trying to spread no karma against my team. Thank you. Plus, yeah, I'd rather watch every single luck. play than miss fucking half the play because I'm at the field. I'd rather listen to the commentaries too. WrestleMania all day. Adam? So I, 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 I come tail into this. No, I think, I think you're talking about WrestleMania or the Super Bowl if it's near me. The Super Bowl, oh, so the WrestleMania is near you. The Super Bowl is your team. But I you hate NFL go. football, so WrestleMania all the way. That's what I'm saying. Right. Him and Mike are bad uh, to ask that question. All right. to. I what would you go... do if your college team was in the is championship? Georgia, is Georgia there? Like that's, you know. Okay, so that's this the championship. 100%. This is literally going to be me this year because the Eagles will be back in the Super Bowl. I don't know if you've heard about the draft. <laughs> Boy, you were smoking that shit. Up. That's and a failed it... drug test, Brad. That's a failed drug test. You were and... smoking that shit. And by Adam, the way, honestly, since you're a huge Georgia fan, you should just be an Eagles fan too because they have half the fucking Georgia yeah. roster. Oh, yeah, what baby. are you? <sighs> Devin. And by the way, the WrestleMania is in Philadelphia this year. <laughs> the and I one already, fucking time on compliment this dude. One, uh, <laughs> I already booked a hotel. And once the tickets go on I'm sale, like, I'm, I'm not that a fucking like I'm a I'm at a loss of my heart's murmuring right now talking All about right. the Eagles. Sorry. So would you rather go to Cancun for a week or would you rather go to Vegas for a week? Hey, wait, wait a minute. Time out, time out. Because I was taking pitch when y'all were talking about this. I think I might become a Philadelphia fan because <laughs> they are. <laughs> he asked you this and you passed it up. He forgot. Is he frozen? 
Is it Mike frozen? Go ahead, Mike. Go no, ahead. He's frozen. Uh, Mike, frozen. what'd you say? The Georgia Eagles. Go ahead. Man, they might be. Hey, Buff. That's it. I'm frozen. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> You're back, Mike. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Saying, we, got, we now have the Philadelphia Bulldogs. Let's yeah, right. So, would you rather we, go to. We now have, he says. Adam says the same thing. Mm. Boy, you, y'all better. Would you rather ah, whatever go to Cancun for a week or go to Vegas for a week? Devin, uh, yeah, I'll start. I'm going to the Dominican next April, so I'm gonna say Cancun because I imagine that's similar. Why is that? Uh, beautiful what do you beaches. Have Vegas? Uh, so you take your shirt off. If I went to Vegas, I would get in trouble. I can guarantee that. In Cancun, I have a less chance Dude, of getting in trouble. They see way weirder people in Vegas. What would you get in trouble for? <laughs> would you... I would get in trouble with the future misses. I would either spend too much money or go to some show I'm not Stay supposed out of cheetahs. to. I'm going to go to Cancun and just hang out on the beach and drink, uh, I don't know, drink Mike's hard with my so you're not... future misses. Whatever. I get so so you're worried about oh I may uh, you know see some things blah, blah blah and then you're talking about Cancun James real quick every single factor in my life where I go has to be run through her oh I understand so... that but don't be like oh I can't go to Vegas because you know I may see some things or whatever all and right fuck it kick out the bachelor party in Vegas <laughs> see you in a little bit because you know and I'll answer it later but Cancun is uh. Not America, and there's things that happen there. What do you got, Mike? All right. So this is a trick question for me. If I have, let's say, three three grand to bet with, then I would choose Vegas. So let's just it. assume. Let's just assume you don't have any. Uh, no yeah, you're gonna lose, but okay. I bet. Then, then, I'm going to Cancun. then I'm going to Cancun. If I had the money to bet. I would go to Vegas because I could win that money back. Right. But because I I'd, I'd kill it in name like poker or something, right, Jack? I'd kill it. I think that has to be a they thing. They make their because money if by you're taking going to Vegas, your money. Like, come on, man! To, if you're going to Vegas with no money, what's the point? Yeah, yeah I said there's no restrictions. No restrictions if here. Go, if money. I'm going, you know, for the vacation, just to get the hotel, have my drinks, have my, I'm going to Cancun. Yeah. How about you, Adam? Uh, so I've actually been to Mexico. I've been to Costa Maya, Cozumel. Yes, sir. Uh, I've never been to Vegas, so I'm definitely Vegas 100%. Oh, yeah, buddy. How about you, James? I have been to Cancun. It is honestly one of the best weeks I've ever had in my life. I was uh, 18, like just graduated high school, probably like a month after graduating. A couple of us, uh, you know, pitched in on a, like a group thing and went to uh, Cancun. It is honestly one of the best weeks of my entire life. I enjoyed the absolute shit out of it. Uh, there's a song uh, by the Red Hot Chili Peppers, uh, Soul to Squeeze, and it's, uh, you know, I might end up somewhere in Mexico. And I'm sitting on the beach just listening to that. Because That's they, they fucked up our reservation. So they're like, hey, uh, we don't have your room for the first two nights. And we're like, uh, me and my buddy, you know, we're like, uh, okay. And they're like, well, uh, you just have to stay in the villa for the first two nights. And the villa, it's like a mini apartment. It had a kitchen, a room, a big fold-out like couch bed, 
like all kinds of shit, dude. Table, everything. It was like a mini like studio type thing. Was it more expensive? No, they, they put us in there because they fucked up our reservation. So the first two nights we got to stay there and had a sliding glass door, walk right to the beach. So, you know, we got fucked up at the yeah. bars, came back to the our room, like kicked it. Oh, yeah. Cancun, dude, all the way. I've with, been but you have to go with a, uh, like, uh, person from Mexico. I'll put it that way. I, um, I've been to both as well. Loved them both for what they are. I, I but I love Vegas more. I just love everything about it. I love the gambling. I've never been I love to Vegas though. The shows, the, 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 nothing ever closes. It's just, it's just one of those places that at four o'clock in the morning you can do whatever the hell you want. Oh, and Alex Ansel's there. We should go to Vegas. Hey, so, y'all remember in the archives when we talked about a live show and a couple people actually thought we were gonna do one and it was oh. like episode eight. <laughs> well, is, is there Wayne Newton there? I mean, so Devin, there you go. Adam's going to come in there strutting ass. Hey, man, call him uh, call him Hammerstone, you know? Shout out. So one more, guys. On to um, the next. I don't, I don't to... Go ahead. Would you rather work 11 to 4, Monday through Friday, and make a very good living, like very comfortable living for five years, or would you rather work 11 to midnight, six days a week, and make five times that? For five years, never a day off besides one day a week. Good question. Eleven a.m. to midnight. Eleven in the morning till midnight. But you're going to make hours for six five years. You're never going to want for anything again. If I was comfortable enough off of eleven, I'll answer this one. I want to answer this one first. I work at three a.m. It blows complete dick. It takes a lot of time out of my day that I could be devoting to uh, you know our shit. So I would definitely take 11 to 4 and live comfortably. Save your money. Like, you, you don't get to take it when you're dead, you know. If I, if I can live comfortably and do within my means, 11 to 4 all day. I don't give a fuck. You can, you can make 100 grand and not be able to spend it, not be able to go nowhere, just a slave to the game, you know. I'm going to go opposite. I'm going to be a slave to the game. Exactly. For five yeah, years you're getting married. You need that money retired. like you're building something. Yeah. I'm going to take that money. I'm going to work 11 to midnight, 13 hours a day for the next five or six years. Then when I got a bunch of money, enough to save up for a while, I'll coast for a little while and let me and Erica start raising some kids. Well, you're going to need money to do that. Come on ahead, Mike. Well, if I was in Devin's shoes, and didn't have no kids, I would do his route. But with having kids now and trying to do everything, I think I would stick with like the 11 to 4 thing. Live comfortably, work, you know. I After 4 o'clock, I can go to their games, everything else, and I'm comfortable. But I didn't have no, if, I had, if I had no kids, though, I would, I would definitely choose the other one. Adam? What's the job? I'm not. That, that's that's irrelevant. How old am I? You're, you're making dodos. You're right now. Making dodos, both jobs, same uh, thing. So um, <laughs> I'd be working for the next five years and be comfortable the rest of my life. I would too. I'd give it up for now. Yeah. I devote five years to it, and and I have the rest of my life to devote everything else to. Brad, I got a question though. 
You got kids that are like about to graduate. Yeah. Could you do that for the next five years? Can I do it? Yeah, why don't you miss after school? I already work too much anyway. Kevin, you're asking a loaded question because these three guys would definitely they're already having a routine with like being responsible for other uh, adults, you know, or other people, other humans, you know, doing all this stuff. Like, of course they would do that thing because you know, save money, shift work. Like that's what they do right now. I would do the eleven to four because maybe I want to go somewhere and do something, but I don't have to confirm it because they have to go through seven hoops. This is what you're getting into, Devin. Like they have to like, you can't just take a trip. Hell, Brad had to ask like seven people if he could go to Huntsville, Huntsville, Alabama. He's not going to Vegas. He's not going to LA fucking Huntsville. And he had to like beg permission. I had to move. Kids just all fine and dandy. Like, you know, I'm not yeah, even gonna yeah. comment on that. I don't know what the fuck's going on I'm, there. I'm just saying, like with all that stuff, you know, kids and everything. Like, this is what you get into, bro. I can go to Top Guy Weekend. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna well, get in the Top Guy Weekend, Eric. Just birthday. like this, I'm gonna do it for five times the money. But you ain't gonna if, be able if to. My kid, if my kids were 16, 17, or older, or I didn't have no kids. I would definitely pick the one, you know, work for five years. But with them being the age era right now, I'd rather just work during the day. And that that that's my that's my Brad's all about stacking that, that, that paper. paper. Stack that Thick. paper. My current anyway, schedule guys, is a- seven thirty to four thirty. That's like nine hours a day anyway. So if I just shifted it to the night, I could just go to bed after work, wake up early and Devin, get all my shit done. Devin, if it, you're working night shift, man. You're missing shit. I'm telling you. It doesn't matter how many hours it is. It's when the hours are. Everything For is on real. Saturdays. 100%. And after 4 yeah, everything yeah. is after 4 o'clock and on Saturdays. No one's doing shit at 11 a.m. on a Wednesday, dude. They're at work. If I'm doing my job. is Like, I'm damn good at my job. And there's been a lot of... Uh, I was nominated for... Well, I ain't going to talk about that. But there's a lot of... Uh, I'm going to get some shout-outs at my job. And uh, some things are happening. But... 3 a.m. blows like it just it sucks the life out of me and it really ruins things that I could be doing. There's a lot of times where I think about, man, if I didn't work at 3 a.m., like I could devote a lot more time to, uh, you know, this and the other things. A little behind the curtain. We're talking about 3 a.m. That means James has to go and work at five in five and a half hours. From when we're recording. Tomorrow is Friday, or, you know, well, yeah, kayfabe. Tomorrow is Friday. Because <laughs> it posts <laughs> on Thursdays, you know, you get it. It's a joke. It's funny. All right. Yeah. Back to you, James. Thanks for playing, guys. <laughs> Technically, tomorrow is Friday. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Tomorrow's Friday, bro. All we got to, you know, I have an yeah. easy day at work tomorrow, but it's because, well, I'm not going to get into that. Because new, I've been there fucking rocks. kicking ass at work, and you know what else kicks ass? Uh, are we at the, the fastest rising segment? Well, hey, well, it was me talking about my job, and most of the time it's a joke, but you know, it ain't no joke, or maybe the best jokes. Oh, it is the hottest rising segment 
in podcast today. That's right. You know it. I know it. We all know it. It is Waka 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 with Adam. So, Adam, take it away. I got three zingers tonight. Boy, howdy, because the ones you told last week (laughs) nailed it. (laughs) I just don't think he understands the, the whole... Do you know how we do things? Do no, things? he doesn't like dead jokes. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I had a dream last night that I was floating in an ocean of orange soda. Well, Ooh. it was more like a Fanta scene. Uh, uh, <laughs> I saw that coming, man. <laughs> I like that. Uh, uh, so yesterday, I went to visit uh, a psychic. I knocked on her door, and she said, who is it? So I turned around and left. Exactly. Dad, I like that one. That's true. She's supposed to know that I'm there already. Yes. Hey, you should I, ask I, I who's at the door. Joke. She should know. She's a psychic. Exactly. I like but that you joke. understand. Yeah, these dickheads didn't uh, appreciate it, but I like that one. Well, uh, so... Okay, tough you know, crowd. You don't got hackers <laughs> and people steal your passwords and whatnot. Yeah. So my email password got hacked again. It's like... Oh, he's happening. It's the third time I've had to change my dog's name. <laughs> oh. I ain't changing that dog's name. I, I love when yeah. he it. <laughs> I kept it short and sweet and to the point because... Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. Thunder Thimble, we know you kept it short and sweet to the point you were gone 60 seconds at a time. Two times, two times, two times. <laughs> two times? <laughs> no man you gotta have one more bro you you gotta have one more what's the home run uh, you can't end on you know us just you know hey, why you ben jones joke oh yeah, yeah ben jones joke oh hell yeah i can't wait i bet hey. mike sent you one that's in your why did, that, why did the australian cross the road because he made any damn good jokes <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. There you go, Ben. <laughs> Mike. <laughs> For those not watching the video, <laughs> you should know Mike Australia is, lost the war against the emus. Yeah. Sure did, yeah. Billy. Um, Do you know there's a place in Australia called the name, the name of the town is called Fuck? <laughs> no, I did not know. Yeah, that. if you can, Australia. Oh, waka waka waka. No, I'm being serious. 100%. I'll be fucked. And I'm Team Emu. Well, I'll be fucked. Team Emu. (laughs) Freaking throw Billy. Kill it. Right? Hey, you check that out in the archives. And on Twitter. And TikTok. And wherever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Great, great guest. Some would say. I don't know. One of the best. Whatever. Uh, so was that uh was that the uh that was uh yeah well Australian joke got in on that one because nobody likes yeah. Ben Jones. Well, you know, yeah, I didn't love you, buddy. Yeah. Well, hey, we're not ending on a uh you know, these ratings aren't going down under because guess what's up uh, next? It is Devin's demographic. So, Devin, what is everybody paying attention to these days? And all that, and all that jazz. Well, 
I don't know if it's what everyone's paying attention to, but it's what I'm paying attention to. So for my Devin's demographic of the week, it's the top five MLB teams right now. I'm a huge baseball fan. Huge. I watch it every single day. I'm Nobody trying to catch a game. Baseball, no matter bro. what. I know the rest of you guys aren't huge baseball fans, but the I Rangers, fucking love the Rangers it. because they blanked your team like 15 to 2 like a week ago. Alright, shut up about that. Two weeks ago. But, and the Braves. Braves and Rangers. So I'm gonna talk about the top five teams real quick because the top five teams are honestly not what was expected at the start of this baseball season. And now that we're a month in, it's kind of it's kind of shocking. So, coming in at number five is the aforementioned Texas Rangers. Coming in at number four is Brad's Pittsburgh Pirates. No, I'm a Philadelphia Philly fan. I figured uh, you'd like Pittsburgh. Go Bucks! <laughs> Go Bucks! They're the only the good Bucks. team in Pennsylvania, so I no, don't get know. get the hell out of here. <laughs> you know I'm a Phillies fan. Yes. I know you're at a game of right, couple fine. You're a Mets fan. By that, by that logic, by that logic, you're a Mets fan. <laughs> hey, yeah. Hey, yeah. Hey, New York. Right. Hey, shout out, Boomer. That is an awesome joke. Sorry. <laughs> shout out, Boomer. Yeah. <laughs> Love you, Boomer. Number three, it is the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, they were predicted to be in fifth in the AL East, and right now they're winning the division. Or they're second in the division. Number yeah, two. There's what, 100 games left? Is the no, Atlanta Braves. <laughs> that pitching staff and the team last year what have done absolutely say? phenomenal leading into this year. The Atlanta Braves are coming in at number two. Oh, oh, and then number one. It hurts me to say this, but it is the Tampa Bay Rays. They're the number one team in baseball right now. They started hot as shit, starting 21-0. and And Mm. since then, they've been coasting a little bit. We're one month in. Baseball is on fire. I know the rest of you aren't huge baseball fans, but that's what me and my demographic have been into. So... Why is Shohei Atani not on a good team? That dude is the baddest motherfucker walking right now. So Shohei Otani currently is in the last year of his deal with the Los Angeles Angels. And Why next did him year, and Mike Trout looking... not work out? Isn't Mike Trout like the Golden Goose, like next Mickey Mantle? And uh, him and Shohei are on the same team and they suck? The fuck, well, when you, when you put all your stock into only two players on a 26-player roster, it kind of doesn't fan normally pan out in your favor yeah now that jacket, now Shohei's probably gonna be a yankee if that and happened wait, i wouldn't be opposed y'all gonna pay him a billion dollars because he's a badass pitcher and a badass hitter is you he gonna be the, the first yankees billion have dollar billions player? and billions that's, of dollars that's your so. demons demographic is Shohei otani gonna be the first billion dollar player we'll see because i know the new, uh san francisco giants have a lot of money and are predicted to sh- throw him a lot next year they threw Aaron Judge the most money out of any team this year. He just came back to New York. But I absolutely love baseball. If there's anyone out there that would love to talk some baseball, hit me up. That is my demographic Yankees. for this week. Back to you, Jamesy. Hell yeah. Fuck the Yankees. Appreciate uh, your uh, <laughs> demographic. Uh, anybody else have any baseball comments? Brad, you know, uh, your Pirates got McCutcheon back, and they're, uh, you know, it seemed to be – They've been trash for a long time, and now they're like leading the division, aren't they? Who cares? No bucks, huh? 
I bet Ryan Howard would be really proud of the Pittsburgh Pirates right now. The fuck? Yeah, go <laughs> Phillies. Had to. Wrong Pennsylvania team. But it was <laughs> honestly my Brad. My bad. You are Brad. Brad. <laughs> even better. We're moving on. Well, what better way to move on and to watch America's pastime than with some tasty uh, treats? So, Mike, what do you have on Mike's Me Minute this week? Well, today I have a very special treat. It is a Sloppy Joe quesadilla. So, what do we think about that? So, what you need hey, for? You know, uh, Brad told me he likes it. Yeah, I know. And Brad, it's on the Blackstone. Is how you're cooking this. So, you need some ground beef. You need some diced onions, some minced garlic. Some ketchup, brown sugar, mustard. Of course, you need um, tortilla shells, about the burrito size. Some cheddar cheese and Monterey Jack cheese. Nailed it. <clears throat> what you want to do is cook your hamburger meat. Get it nice and brown. Once you do that, you want to stir in, you want to put in... Um, your onions, minced garlic, get it all nice and ready. Some, <clears throat> some was the unit of measurement. Yep. But you Mike, I, I don't, don't want to cut in here, but I was, earlier I was looking for minced garlic because Erica asked me to run to the store and get some. I couldn't find any minced garlic at all. I found this tube that was like squeezable garlic. That was the only thing I could really find. I bought that. There was a coupon on it for $2 off. It gave me like, what the fuck is going like on? 47 cents. <laughs> Back to the Mike's Meat Minute. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Hey, Brad, did you and Deb go to the store? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> minced garlic is in a little jar. It says minced garlic. I couldn't find any. I found a squeezable tube. It sucked. But keep going. <laughs> anyway, so while you're cooking your hamburger meat and your onions and minced garlic and everything else, you want in a little bowl, you want to take your ketchup, brown sugar, and mustard. <sighs> And mix it together. And you get that nice and good and stirred up, put it on top of the beef. And your onions and your garlic, mix it up. Then you throw that up on the side, put your tortilla down, throw you some uh, cheddar cheese down. Once you get that and it starts melting, put your meat on top of that. And then you want to put your Monterey Jack cheese on top of that. Get that Nailed melting. It. It's fucking then cheesy. Flip over your little quesadilla and have a quesadilla sloppy joe. Sounds good, Mike. Make sure you put that on Twitter so that I can uh, screenshot it. And uh, I'm gonna oh, do yeah. that. Looks sounds Did good. Did you have leftover tortillas from your buff alo chicken wraps that you just made a quesadillas oh, yeah. on the next uh, <laughs> week's that, episode? That, that's exactly it. Because you know, I buy a pack of like thirty at a time. Yeah. So I don't, I don't oh. And uh yeah, as as tomorrow is, it's Cinco de Mayo. Oh yeah. Oh your buff chicken thing. Ah, whatever. Happy Cinco de Mayo, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A week late. But yeah, I like the uh I like the quesadilla, uh, you know. A sloppy joe. It's sloppy joe quesadilla. It's a little less messy. Make it in there, and kids love it. 
They don't know they love it, but they love it. All and three. You love it. As long as you try it, you will love it. I like it. And that's you, Mike's Meat Minute. <laughs> at Whitaker1028 for any kind of meat minute. There it is. On the Kickout Crew. And that's at Kickout Crew Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat, and Instagram, and whatever else Devin doesn't fucking do. Everything but Snapchat. Man, we should have had you in speaker view when you did that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a good one. Devin. Speaking What's of good up? ones, boy, do we have a doozy next week. So, Devin, what is next week? Next week is a fucking huge guest. He is the former national open weight champion for MLW. He is the Battle Riot 2023 winner. He is Alex motherfucking Kane. Boom, Umaye. We're going to be interviewing him here on the Kickout Crew, your show. We're going to also be covering two matches from that or from uh, MLW. The first one we're going to be watching with him is his thriller match against the new MLW heavyweight champion, Alex Hammerstone. Huh? And is, we're also going to be covering a match with Shane Swerve Strickland versus Matt Riddle. Great job, Devin. I can't wait to see those links in the chat and can't wait to talk about those. Both are going to be on YouTube. We're going to be watching both along. Oh. One with Alex, one without Alex. Are you all taking from my uh, bonus watch-along series right here? Yeah, we're stealing all your ideas. Watch-along is new. And uh, to all of our uh, fans (laughs) who may be listening and India, Australia, uh, what are all Russia. the what are all the, uh, the countries that don't get our San Benia, Indonesia, Russia, yeah, Ticonderoga, nailed it, yeah. Because uh, sorry for the WWE uh, copyright infringement on the YouTube, but thank you for listening, as always. Because y'all pop up on our statistics and we greatly appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Especially our homies in India. Especially yeah. our homies in India. So shout out to Samir. Shout out Samir. What are you doing? <laughs> shout out Samir. Yeah. I Is he that dude that does all the interests? Like he comes out with like the um Randy Wharton entrance. Well, I, I think I hear voices in my head saying, uh, you know, like, it's time to, uh, I think the tape machines are rolling, as someone say. Mike already introduced himself, so he can go fuck himself. Boom. Uh, if you want to uh, have, uh, you know, if you have anything to chime in, some uh, current happenings and current events and all that stuff, that'd be something that Devin would love to cover on Devin's demographic. Keep us in the know with what you're knowing in the know or whatever. If, uh, uh pardon me, if there's <laughs> something that, that really grinds your gears, like, uh, you know, that. Oh, Adam's back. Hey, Adam, do you have one minute to spare with us until you're uh, finished? <laughs> 
Nailed it. <laughs> Somebody say three minutes. No, <laughs> no, she didn't. Three minutes is two and a half too long. Yeah, boom. Look at Devin. <laughs> and you get jokes like that from Adam on Waka Waka Waka. And you can also catch him for exclusive interviews that, uh, you know, he has. You can check out those on our YouTube and Spotify. And if that's something that you just want to, you know, something that grinds your gears, you just want to rant about, why not uh, hit up Brad for a little, uh, you know, that's life. That's what all the people say. Some rain stain stuff. And, you know, Mike is going to cook us away with a Whitaker 1028, but he already did that. And, uh, well, Devin, what are the people watching these days? Because they should be watching the kickout crew. And what else are people watching? Stay up to date with everything with Devin D. Uh, 19. Devin, that's it. Devin D. 19. And that's I, my number in baseball. Nailed it. You know what? You hit a home run right there, Devin. Put me in, coach. I'm ready to play on your show. <laughs> you know, I'm James Lacora. This is a fun show. Uh, I've said too much. We've done too much, but hey, we had fun. So, uh, man, sometimes when uh, you just get a rolling and then there's a stumble upon the hill, maybe there's a little pothole, a divot, as golfers would say. It may trip you up, but never, never let that trip up let you fall. You know why? Because you get up, you stand up, and you never give up. Because when life gets you down, motherfucker, we kick at it too. That's what we do. That's what you do with us on your show, The Kickout Crew. Want to thank everybody for hanging out. And, uh, yeah. I uh, appreciate it. Had fun. I will see you guys on the flippity flop. Peace. Hey.